worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at MyBestBailBonds.com. O oh, six hundred. What's the O stand for? Oh my God! It's early. Wake me up! Wake me up! Wake up! Wake, up. wake me up! Wake up! Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh. with a left hand slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Forgive me, all you YouTubers. I'm slow. I'm getting there. Uh, this is r r in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Rudy appropriately attired in company swag. You look good today. Thank you. You meet you with too. the client? <laughs> no. No? You got a model shoot? <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Just like, oh, only thing clean. Did you, when you walked in, you know, first of all, you know, we're like the fourth people in the building. Now, those KTSA rats, they never leave. I don't know Ever. what's going on on that side of the building. But um, we come in, and we're like the first people on this side of the building. There, you Have you been in the on the uh, on the money-making side of the building? No. There's a contest coming down today. Is it today? I don't know. We that. are festooned with contest paraphernalia in there. Good stuff. There's always oh. something going on on the sales side. I, I love see sales floors. Anybody who's ever done aggressive sales, <laughs> you hate them. Yet you just for those that have been on both sides, those that have I had the whip, them. and those that have been taking the whip. Because running a sales floor, man, if you've ever been a part of it, you know what I'm talking about. And, you know, the, the contests are either wonderful because the prizes are amazing or they're just, oh, my God, here we go again. Right. I admire salespeople. I do, Salespeople, um, especially the people that, you know, the door-to-door people. And the door-to-door I, people, I feel bad uh, for them because I'm, like, like literally trying to close the door. And I think radio guys are basically just failed salesmen. Yeah. Because we've probably got all the skill sets to do what is required, but we just can't make the deal. I can't do it. Like, you know. I don't know why. I'm bad because if you tell me no. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll be all right. right, I get you. I'm not calling you back I probably would have said no, too. You know, in sales, you got to call him back next Tuesday. Well, he didn't say no yet, but I could tell he doesn't want to do it, so I'm going to give him another call. I I can't do it. I I tell you what, uh, hats off. The door-to-door stuff. Oh, God. I couldn't even imagine. How late did you stay up last night? How long did you last in our doubleheader? Well, it wasn't a doubleheader. It's this cross-match like crap that I am always on the wrong channel. I like the overlay, though. Like, it kind of get, gives you something to right. finish Philly, off with. You Philly know? pulled away enough to where I could go check out the Bengals and the Rams. Do you switch back and forth? See, Yeah, I, I do. I, I'm always on the wrong channel. It's like I'm always in the wrong traffic lane. If I turn away, something big's about to happen. Right. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was going back and forth. 
I really like the Bengal well, uniforms. I like that all white. Well, first of all, I didn't miss much. You, you could you could change away from that game. Yeah, you could. And there wasn't a whole lot to miss. I come back, still threes. All right, let's go back and watch Baker, Baker Mayfield finally become the Baker Mayfield we all love and trust. The yeah, it's, it's weird. Watch let Zach Taylor, Zach Taylor letting Burrow throw the ball fifty times. Morning, mom. Before throw the ball fifty morning, times, man. but he has a a bad calf. I'm like, oh, forty nine throws on a bad calf. Okay, Zach Taylor. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> but did you see his average yards per throw is like four point seven yards? I mean, it's a pitch. He can't plant. Yeah, it's obvious. he had a he had a few passes sail on him because he just can't plant. Yeah, we're gonna look up and down the game. I, you know, I don't know how to quantify Philly because uh, as uh, their head coach says, we really haven't had to do much. You know, it's been pretty easy all along. Uh, you yeah. know. What is your beef with Sirianni? Just the way, you know, everybody talking about not having a passing game. Well, you know, we've been so far ahead for so many minutes, it doesn't really matter. We haven't even begun to uncork this whole thing. Yeah, they were like, yeah, he did. Like, hey, you know, we're not passing the ball well, but we haven't had to. (laughs) Now, I did underestimate Swift. I was never a Swift fan, but I underestimated the fact that he was going home. See, I don't want to do Bart Scott. What? Well, when he's injured, he has injury. He has some injuries. He's such a violent runner that. But But, dude, when he's healthy. I did. I forgot though. He's going home. He's a Philly kid. I didn't know that. I, yeah, he's a Philly kid. So it's like he's kind of re reinvigorated. What's he doing? Running about seven yards a carry. Yeah, it's a damn near seven. <laughs> yards. No, it is seven. We round up in America. Ooh. Yeah, seven yards a carry, which is insane. That. So what do you make of what you saw from Philly? I mean, that's a, the thing I make of Philly is, dude. There's times. Well, the holes they open in the run game are just crazy. But there's times where just, Justin, Jalen Hurts, has all day. Yeah, just kind of. Like, I, I mean, at this level, when you're one of 32, when you get that type of time, you're going to be good. <laughs> you're going to be good. Somebody, especially when you have A.J. Brown, Goddard, and Devontae Smith, like you're going to look good. He, he made some really good throws last night, yeah. but he had all day. I watching them, and it's I've paid very close attention the last couple of weeks because those are the they're the enemy. Um, Absolutely, they are Joe Frazier. Isn't Joe Frazier a Philly guy? I think yes. he was. I think he was. Yes. They yes. what the their job? They start out and they just batter you in the midsection right. for three quarters. They punch you in the gut. For three quarters. Yeah, and then in the guy. fourth quarter, you can't even get across the line of scrimmage. And then Jalen just stands back there in the fourth quarter and throws to, to Brown for like, I, I wonder how many yards Brown has caught just in the fourth quarter. Because by that point, you those teams down, are just beaten. Just Philly just battered that team for three quarters. And then, you know, fourth quarter, let's just go ahead and step on the gas a little bit and let Baker be Baker. And we're just going to go ahead and roll up 500 yards on the ground or whatever they got. Right, that was insane. Uh, yeah, man. And then A.J. Brown, you know, he's. He cried he's, a little he's, bit. Yeah, he does. And now I think, I think to the point where Hurts is almost kind of forcing it to him. I mean, they had 11 catches. Far be it for me to you know criticize him, but I feel like he's forcing the ball to AJ because he don't want to hear his mouth. He and but when the way he plays, he's a he's to reincarnated, big, strong, mm-hmm. always open, game breaker. I Philly's think, a good team, man, and they're not even playing well. No, I don't know if they. You know, like I'm the coach. I yeah. don't even know if we're not playing well. You tell me because we're battering teams to death, and you know we're shut up. And then but, you know again, the fact that ten teams let Jalen Carter fall that far. He's a man-child. Had well, a forced fumble last night. He's just a man-child. And I'm stealing from somebody. 
and it's somebody on the four on ESPN. I, uh-huh. I can't remember who said it. That Hurts uh, isn't the best Jalen on the team. <laughs> you know what? I like that. That's a, but then that's saying a lot because he was second in MVP votes last year. Jalen Hurts to what? Only Mahomes. Mahomes won it. Yeah. So that's saying a lot. He's a big Aaron Donald. Yeah, dude. Yes. Because when you look at Aaron, Aaron's a little dude. Yeah, he's like five <laughs> ten. Yeah, but, he look, but he's a monster. Yeah, as he well. lift you up and throw you over the building. Right. Okay. So here's the order of events because we have a lot of things to do today. Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram will make his stop by. He will be here in less than an hour. So set your appointment dial right there. Lots of Monday night football talk. We hear a lot from our head coach of the Cowboys and coming from live from his closet. Micah, Micah's getting there with me. Look, he's a gem. Oh, Micah not... Parsons is a gem for media. I love it. But he's about three episodes from being annoying. <laughs> yeah. Micah Parsons is about three episodes from being annoying. Like, all right, dog. Like, it, it's cute when you're 2-0. <laughs> Micah on Edge, which is his little closet podcast, it sounds different when you just got your butt handed to you. in there. But I appreciate him for showing up after the loss. Because he could have easily been like, oh, I got some work to do. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm taking an episode off. But credit to him. He criticized himself, the team, and the red zone offense. He didn't shy All away. All rolled in. I was like, oh, you're going to throw the offense in there too? I could appreciate this. He's a gem. Oh, we love it. We I love, love it. it. And we will talk all about it and hear from the person in general. So here's the order of events. Come back talking Monday Night Football. We will hear from all the pertinent Dallas Cowboys coming off the embarrassing loss in Arizona. Clarence Hill Jr. will join us as we discuss such things. And NBA talk at in about 30 minutes, about 645. It's media um, time. It, it, it's, it's NBA season, baby. Here we go. Here we go. Dame Lillard, get your passport and your work visa ready. He might not be headed to Miami. Better buy a coat instead of a thong. We're we'll talking about that at 645. Coming back, what did we see last night? We learned anything as we look forward. Monday night football got the doubles. That's about done, I guess, as the writers are off strike. Oh, yeah, you told me that. Thank goodness. The Jim Room Show, weekdays at noon. I, I love play, San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1, San Antonio's Sports Star. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. If some of y'all went to Pink last night, I'm surprised you're up. Oh, yeah. She was in town. My wife went. You didn't go? I did not go. But she went. I don't remember. I didn't hear her come home. I woke up. She was in the bed. I didn't check to see if she was fully clothed and with, like, confetti in her hair or anything like that. But did she take off today? I, she's retired. That's true. What, what's <laughs> The day off, but uh, yeah, I wonder how the show was. Monday nights, con- Monday night concerts, strange, it's kind but of strange. I, well, I mean, what Guns and Roses is tonight? Yeah, though, it's, it's back to back in the dome. Dome, not even a, not even frost. This is uh, yeah. We got to get that lingo yeah. in at the new, not at the frost center now, not at the ice box, the ice, the ice house. house, the ice house. That's what we roll. Are they have. I think with the the least we can do uh, for Tom and everybody else over there. Is to say the Frost Center for a bit, and then we'll transition All to right, the Ice House. Let's, yeah, they spent a lot of money on this, Frost and let's give them a brand recognition. Yeah, you're so, right. so, Ice, you get your cred long term, because I think on the on the billboard outside of the Frost Center should be Ice sitting on the uh, the chair of wow. Ice, 
and and Ice House. Welcome to the Ice House. Most one of the most iconic photos of all time. Uh, second, third best, second or third best basketball poster of all time. What's the first and second? Well, I think there's a Jordan one. We're and we can off pick the one. Throw? I think who said man was not meant to fly? The the, the free throw line, Superman. Legs in there. Well, there's that one. That's the iconic, but I'm going to go Superman sideways. Oh, that's a good one, too. See, to that photo from the ground up, I had. And then I had, of course, I had ice. And then I had uh, Dr. J on the swoop. Underneath, Underneath Where Cooper. you could see him through the glass. Or, uh, or the dunk over Cooper or the one behind the glass. It was the one behind the glass. Behind the glass. That's fire. So I have that where you could see on both sides. Those were the three that's in my post. Great poster. And is, is that still a thing? Posters, no. The, we're, our posters are on our phones and on our Instagrams. Because my kids didn't have posters on their wall. That's too bad. Uh, I, I, I'm still going number one. I know this sounds crazy in San Antonio. <laughs> D-Wade, Braun. D-Wade with the arms up. Oh, see, respect. Yeah. See, I, that's just Le- different generation yeah, stuff. He's you running know off, yeah, he's not, running I'm off LeBron's Not denigrating that. No, no I, I know. That's that phenomenal. One, yeah, the way it was crazy. like walleye yeah, vision. That yeah, that was that. Yeah, right. Again, those, you know. There it is. That, see, that, that, that's up there. See, that's that that's gives you there. goosebumps the same yeah. way the Jordan <laughs> right. one gave me goosebumps. Because yeah. that's just a different era. Right. Just as good. I saw we're going to talk, for some reason, basketball is front and center. Uh, and we're going to it's talk time. about it here in about 30 minutes as the Dame uh, movement seems to be uh, thawing as the NBA gets closer and closer. Uh, let's talk about what we saw last night real quick, though. The, the Eagles are boring, and that is terrifying. You, you, you're not scared of the Eagles, are I you? am. Or, uh, because I got to get your new I'm power mo- rankings this week. I'm you know, mo- last week oh, it was I'm Cowboys. Wrong. And that, that, but that, there it's, is it's an adjustment. You weren't wrong there's, last there's week. There is an adjustment. Right. Last week it was different. Maybe this week it, you may rearranged it a bit. Uh, what, I, what, what frightens you about Philadelphia, and I, I make fun of it, is I don't believe they're playing very well. I don't think they're in, that they're completely in sync offensively. And it doesn't matter. They are this imminent Borg of boredom and battery that just keeps pouring on you, man. And there's so many weapons. They just keep rolling through running backs. And then you got Jalen moving the ball and he's not throwing well. And, and there's not a lot of, you know, I, that tight end throw yesterday. That was kind of a, it wasn't, yeah. it was, it seemed like happenstance. It was kind of a play that maybe Hurts couldn't have made before and found a guy he probably couldn't have, but that really didn't feel like the flow of the passing game. They played the Patriots, the Vikings, and the Bucks. So, average to good. I wouldn't say that's an easy schedule, but it ain't hard. Right. No, it's not hard at all. I mean, and they struggled with the Patriots and the Vikings. So, last night was a, last night was pretty easy for them. They just – I compared them to Joe Frazier, and that's what it is. You just And they do have a new – I mean, Brian Johnson, while the new OC, he was the quarterback coach. So, there's some familiarity there, but nonetheless, they do have a new OC and a new DC, and maybe – that's why the the offense isn't where they want to be. I think they talked about their red zone struggles. Red zones become a thing for a lot of teams. So we we focus on the Cowboys. Obviously, we're the home of the Cowboys. But I mean, even the Eagles brought up their red zone There's issues be last a, night. A broader because if it isn't just us, and us can be defined as Philly fan and I mean, Cowboy fan and Raven fan and a, a lot of the other two and one teams out there. Yeah, I mean, you look at. The Bengals and Rams. It was a field goal fest. It, and red zone defense plays a role. I wonder right. if there's a broader reason 
behind September this. football. So I, I, look at I what think Mike there's McCarthy something there. Says. It's like you trying to figure it out. But that's what we got last night, and we had two different kinds of games going on because the Bengals-Rams game, while it appeared to be rather inept, was a pretty decent chess match of a football game. Yeah, those Bengals, I want to say they had six sacks last night, six sacks on Stafford. What's it? Everybody tells me when I watch Stafford play how great he is, how legendary the arm is, how he was – at one point – I forget who was doing which game because I'm watching two at once. Called said his that God gift touched his arm when he was born or something like that. I mean, my God, the praise for Stafford. I just he is really good. He can spin it. He can spin it. He has a cannon. That's he, a well. Go ahead. He, no, no, no. He has a cannon and he's won a Super Bowl. That was a super team. But I don't know what to make. Won. Last night they should have won that game. To me, Stafford is a middle-of-the-road quarterback. There you not, go. Not great, not bad. He's re- good. He's a good quarterback. Take He's, away from that. How? Where is uh, 1 to 100, where is Cincinnati? And 1 to 100, where are the Rams? Cincinnati is one of those teams where they're traditionally under this, in this team, they're slow starters. Now you couple that with the fact that Joe Burrow's hurt. You know, Joe Burrow said, Starting 0-3 was more important than the injury. And he's still not right. I don't know if he's going to be able to get right. I don't know when their bye week is. But right now, they look like what the Bengals look like. That's an offense that should be scoring more Mm -hmm. points when you think about all the weapons that they have. But, you know, QB1 isn't right. But the defense picked them up last night. I mean, you hold the Rams to 16 points. The Rams really don't have a running game. They just traded Akers without Cooper Cup. So, I don't want to give the Bengals too much credit. But they're... On the uptick. Yeah. Where do you put the Rams? If you get lucky, they get, you know, get a break here, get a break there. They could be a wild card team. Is that being, are we being, uh, I'm trying to figure out why why the pause. They're one and two. They lost to San Francisco and they lost to the Bengals. But they have played. They played really well. I mean, San Francisco game was closer than we thought it would be. And then last night, you know, they only lose by a field goal. So And the Seahawks too, right? They beat the Seahawks. Yeah, the they, Seahawks they, they turned punch, out to be. Yeah, they punched the Seahawks in the mouth in week one. So I think that I the think Rams. They're, they're maybe, if they get lucky, they could be a wild card team. And is that a successful season for this team? With what they have and and the fact that they're rebuilding on the fly, yes. Yeah, I kind of agree. I think they're playing they've above blown their that depth. team up. Yeah, I, 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 was, I think at the end, in a couple of weeks, they're going to look back on this as a game they should have won. Hmm. I think they felt that's a game that the Rams, given their current situation, and given Cincinnati's current situation, right. I think it might have been flipped if they're at SoFi. And maybe that was a home. But the Rams should have won that football game. And I think the Bengals know it, and it's a springboard for them. Maybe it'll help the Rams in the long run. Oh, no, the Bengals needed that one. Yeah, just now for a lot of reasons. That, like uh, Zach Taylor was saying in the postgame, you know, it's it makes the week different. You get the momentum. So they needed that. Though I guess Joe playing last night. Because, again, I didn't think he was going to be able to go. But then when you're 0-2, there's just no way you can start 0-3. And if he doesn't play, because he didn't really play well, if you start 0-3, you're pretty much done. Well, he had two seconds to decide at every play. (laughs) And Jamar Chase finally had a game, 12 catches, a buck 40. It was a lot like Brown uh, for the Eagles. Fourth quarter, just let's get let's right. find him, and and they finally did discover the run game too. Mixing moving the just ball kind of helped. Yeah, keep moving the chance. All right, let's talk Cowboys. I love this. the The title of the next segment: the mind 
of McCarthy. <laughs> I love this. Coming back, we're going to hear from the head football coach and play caller of the Dallas Cowboys coming off the embarrassing defeat. Cowboy talk coming. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1, a San Antonio sports star. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with r in the morning. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning, Rob and Rudy. Good morning. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. r in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's a brand new day. Carpe the diem. Don't mind them red lights. We'll get you where you're going. The mind of McCarthy is the title of this segment. <laughs> and it is. when we, The very first uh, presser that we had after the first preseason game, and McCarthy's talking to everybody as the offensive coordinator and as the head coach, and Pledge goes, you know what? He's going to use this as a way to get out of a lot of questions. He's just going to use this to bounce between head coach and, and play caller and use it to, you know, like, well, why don't you just talk to the head coach? And he actually said it, you know, that play caller kind of sucks. <laughs> so it, it's an interesting dynamic to come in and have to answer the questions the way that he's having to answer. I and, like it. And, and rightfully so, because we're really getting to the mind. How often do you, you know, get into the mind of the play caller? Yeah, you uh most times, you don't really – I mean, yeah, we hear from the OCs, but for the most part, you're hearing from your head coach and the players. Right. The OC is like the fifth interview of yeah. the day. And by that time, you got your stuff. I got an article to write. I got a deadline to meet. You move on. Yeah, he's and, kind of protected. Offense coordinator and defense coordinator. Uh, purposely. I mean, he's right. a lesser. He's not the He's not the boss. He's not the captain and of the ship. And have him given – because the thing is, the only thing you can really ask OC is X's and O's, and I don't know how much of that – like, you can be general – you can generalize stuff with the coach. I'm so glad you brought it up because now we're getting a lot of the OC talk. Listen yeah. – play six. Listen to the OC talk. Well, the vertical, uh, gang, great question. Um, and and, and appreciate your – Insight is the you know the vertical game you know frankly you got to look at how they played too you know said that when they they had a cap on it they're early you know uh, there wasn't a lot of seven steps I think we took one seven step drop and that that was by design and you know that might have been maybe a slight overreaction for me you know based off of having the three you know new starters up front mm. so yeah you know, and that's you know that's part of the it's part of the game you know and it's called, it's part of calling a game you know on on where you know where's the stress points and. And, and making sure you know those guys get going. I mean, just you go back to the first series. I mean, it's uh, you know first time we didn't move the ball in the first series of the game, and you know it's uh, a great credit to our crowd. I mean, because the, the our crowd, it's uh, it, it created such a great environment. <laughs> I, I think they they made the Cardinal fans a little louder. I mean, we we had to go to so we didn't think with with so many Cowboy fans at the stadium, you know, we didn't we didn't go silent count the first series. So, uh, but we're in it the second series because because I mean it was. That was a loud. That was, that was a loud atmosphere, and that's a credit to the to all the great cowboy fans there. But you know, the Cardinal fans kind of you know they, they stepped up too. So uh, <laughs> I think it made for you know a great atmosphere to compete in. So it's 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 always little things usually when it comes down to those type of mistakes. We got both play caller, and I keep saying OC. We know Shotty's OC. Yeah, I'm saying play caller because that's kind of my natural disposition. But you, what did we hear? Uh, seven step was he only called that once because he was worried about his line. Yeah. Um, if that's how you, if that's where you want to go. Stress points, some sevens. They put a cap on it. They put a cap on it. We heard some physicals, some uh, high ends. Uh. I want, you know what? I, I, I have a, I have a theory 
on some of the stuff that I heard from him yesterday. But before I give the theory, Rob, I do want to hear number seven to couple it with <laughs> to couple it with what he said in six with the only one seven step drop. Go ahead, Ed. It was really more of a reaction how they were playing early. You know, probably in the more in the high red. So, hmm? The high red uh, the first man. First and second down runs. You know, um, you know whether you know the specifics of run pass or not. But I, 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 um, I wish I'd have been more aggressive in the passing game there on first and second down. Hmm. All right, so hmm. so you say only one seven-step drop, and that had to do with your line. Okay, Coach. And then you say you wish you would have been more aggressive on first and second down. M- my translation is, and, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's fair or not, but my translation is he still doesn't trust Dak all the way. Dak is going to have to earn his trust. That, I don't think he trusts him all the way. Again, keep in mind, after the game, Managed, managed. Yeah. One seven-step drop, that's on me. I wasn't aggressive on first and second down. Dak is having to earn his trust all over again because he's a little scorned from some of the stuff that he's seen over the past couple of years, in particular last season. And now, he did go for it on fourth down. I think that was a little over. I, I think, but that's I, a, yeah, and that also had to do with, you know, I think when you're fourth down situations or goal line situations, um, those come down to like when you just see like okay my defense don't have it today we haven't really been able to stop them they ran six yards a clip they're moving the ball on us I'm a, I need I need a, we need a B twelve shot we need to score here just in case we continue to not be able to stop them I think fourth down there's a lot that goes into it percentages what they plan where you are on the field a lot of that goes into it but the trust still isn't all the way there so just how, yet how will we know when the trust is there. More aggressive in the no, passing game. Is that my we, more aggressive in the passing game? More aggressive deep or just m- both? Again, like one seven step drop, mm-hmm. one, and he and he admitted that's on me. That's on me. Now he says it's because of the offensive line, but to be honest, once you get the feel for the game, offensive line wasn't bad. And although you were missing three starters, offensive line wasn't bad. So once you see, okay, they're doing a pretty good job protecting them. Let me go to the green section, which is the seven-step drop section, and call. If, let's take a few more shots. No, you don't do it because you still don't all the way trust them. And you're trying to, I think, seven-step drops, I might call me crazy, but those might move him into the turnover-worthy plays because now you're seven-step drop. Now you may be throwing across the middle late. There's a lot that goes into a seven-step drop, a lot that has to go right. So, yes, I'm not saying that he's lying to us about the offensive line, but he, then again, I mean – he did kind of fib to us about Beatish and Zach Martin on Friday. Friday, oh, okay. Let's not so kid ourselves. yeah, so I, I'm not I'm not selling he's lying about the offensive line, but I think most of this has to do with the fact that he still doesn't trust his quarterback to make the best decisions to not turn the ball over in those situations. Again, yeah, I wish I'd have been more aggressive on first and second. Now, why aren't you? Your quarterback is eight years in. He knows this offense front to back. Why are you not being aggressive when you see your defense doesn't have it? Because you don't trust Dak. He can't say that, but your actions say it. How much will having a, a fully healthy Cooks matter in Ooh. this? Because I don't think we've Fair. really had a – I don't know what Cooks is going to add. How many targets has he gotten and did he get in that game? One? That's fair, Rob. Well, I, I, no, I, no, that, no, that's fair. Especially. I think that there's on two sides of this coin. One is why didn't we see more Brandon Cooks? And maybe that's the seven step drop, not enough time to do what he wants to get done with Brandon Cooks kind of thing. Take the lid off and go. Um, 
But I, I don't know. Cooks ended up with two catches for 17 uh, yards, seven targets. S- seven targets? And only completed two of them. I didn't feel like he was targeted seven times. I guess so. Um, I think you're right. I think there's something to be earned from McCarthy. And at the end of the day, that's why he changed this whole damn offense. So he could control his quarterback a little bit more. Mike initiated. <laughs> hey. Now, Ultra Cowboy, uh, some of this stuff, I, I appreciate what you're throwing up on, on YouTube. I do. Once we get our full offensive line, we'll see if he trusts Dak. Yeah. But I, you I, had the, pretty much a full offensive line the it, week before. No, you didn't have Tyler Smith against the Jets. I'll give you that, Ultra Cowboy. But he was never – he wasn't in danger in any of these games. No. It wasn't like he was under – he's not. He's doing okay. There's there's time. Now, there might be some plays that haven't been called just because your guys aren't in there and why waste that rep and film – on a without a fully functioning offense, I get that you might be a limited playbook just because there's a couple plays I want to run, but without Zach in there, I ain't gonna even try. Right, kind of stuff. So I imagine you might be limited there. I, I appreciate the the uh, the number of plays. I appreciate the the attitude in the play calling, but I do think that his thought of where the offense is or should be is being delayed by his quarterback. Or at least his thoughts about his it is, but And then you also can't be a hypocrite in the sense of I can't go to Jerry and Steven and say, hey, Kellen is doing X, Y, Z. This is why we're turning the ball over at a higher clip and then turn around and do the same thing. Right. It just doesn't make sense. Like you, He said it to us on these airwaves like, hey, I want my defense to get more rest. I want my defense to be able to come out and make plays. I got a really good defense. We're going to lay our hat on defense. You know, you're saying all these things, so you got to run the ball. And then you decide to run the ball on first and second, and you feel like you should have been more aggressive. But we know why. Because the, the thing about it is, the elephant in the room is, this was the first opportunity for Shoddy, Mike, and Dak to say, look, yes, we're laying our hat on defense, but when they don't have it, we got you. And then the first test, you did not pass. Luckily, we're in the era of you get to retake the test. Now, so <laughs> yeah, they get to retake the test, but that this was their first test as an offense because the defense just wasn't there. And those of us that are smart knew this wasn't going to be a historical defense. The league isn't set up that way. The league is set up for offenses to thrive. So it was impo- it's impossible for anybody to have a historic defense. This isn't a knock on the Cowboys. It's not me hating, but this was their first opportunity to be like, hey, yeah, hey, don't forget about us. I still got eight years over here. I'm still a $200 million guy. I'm still a top 10 quarterback. I'm still an elite play caller. And they failed. Who's got the second best offense in the NFL? Second best? Well, okay, so Miami's one. Oh, right? right. They're next. Like, I'm not even sure they're playing NFL football. I don't know what's going on with Miami. But who is the. Uh, but if you're, now, there's probably a number, and there's one that's not jumping out at me. Ooh, gosh, Rob. Um, seen a lot of football. See? Mm. I think defenses are catching up. I, there's a lot of teams running with red zone issues. We're going to talk defense. Yeah, it ain't just the Cowboys. That's no. another thing. I know y'all just hear us, so it sounds like Cowboy hate, but no. And you heard it in Philly's post game. They don't like where they are offensively either. So what What are you looking at? Show me. Go up. The Cowboys are not alone in this. And I think Green Bay? At, uh, oh, that's red zone, Edwin. Those are red zone numbers. I just want to know the second best offense. Who's putting the yards and the points after Miami? You I know who it know. is. It's, it's Minnesota. It probably is. And look what the Minnesota got. Vikings. Look yeah, it's got them. Are they zero three? Yes. <laughs> so, I, I think red zone is there's a there's a thread here. 
The and Chargers jumped up this week because of, oh, hell, Herbert went 40 of 47. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. But, but they it, lost Mike Williams. But, yeah, go ahead. We're going to talk defense. We're here from Micah out of his closet, 735. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to ask Clarence about your thoughts on Dak. I cannot oh, wait God. Yeah, to I'll hear from Clarence Hill I'll pick Jr. a fight with Clarence. Uh, Fort Worth Star Telegram's very best is going to join us just after 7 o'clock. Coming back, Dame Lillard, you might be preparing yourself to go even further north and keep that uh, work visa handy. You might be living in Canada. Coming back, NBA talk starts to boil as we're just about a couple of weeks away from the season itself. We're talking about it next. This is R&R. You're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. Monday is the Spurs Media Day. It's also the day of our golf tournament. In celebration of the beginning of the Wimby era, we're having a golf tournament. Uh, We'd like for you to come play with us. Uh, We have just, I know I've been saying this over and over, and I'll be honest with you, we've hit a, like a, people didn't sign up yesterday. Uh, Maybe we're at the limit, but we've got four spots left. Okay. um, I'd just soon fill it now. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm getting tired of talking about it. We're right there on the edge. We're we're going to fill up. And I know that there's probably it's this is going to happen every year somebody walks up and says, "Man, I was gonna and then I want to. Do you have room for one more?" Yeah, and then yeah. it's also like making sure you're going to get the day off without getting fired. There's a lot that goes into yeah, it. Yeah, so on your way in the like office. last like last minute, you also got to get your permission slip signed by the wife. It's a lot. And so, I get it. Um if you need a, an excuse, we'll call. We'll, yeah. we'll talk to whoever wants. But you're on your way to work. Go to your boss. Say Monday looks like it's going to be a great day. Or just sign up and then start coughing on Thursday. There you go. But either way, we got some room. Uh, we're going to be uh, giving one other um, on Thursday night at Slackers behind North Star, uh, the, the Golden Tee Tournament. Uh, you can win a foursome there. So hung, come hang out with the uh, Blitz as we get ready for Thursday night football, the Amazon uh, Prime Edition. Uh in the meantime, I was very interested to see on uh, Sports Center after the games last night. Uh, Dame Lillard and the talk about him getting moved had just frozen in time for six weeks. Him going to Miami seemed imminent, but Miami just wasn't going to give up what Portland wanted. Now it looks like Toronto's moving in, filling the void. Mercury, how I say his name? Masai Ujiri. Masai Ujiri, he's a wizard. Keep in mind, you know, he pulled off the Kawhi trade. Drafted Scotty Barnes, drafted Siakam. Like he, the guy knows what he's doing. So I, I could definitely see Toronto as a landing spot. But the pro- the problem is, if I'm Portland, <laughs> I want Scotty Barnes, or I want Siakam, or Anobi, or you know, I I want a dude. Like I'm not like if I'm Portland. Like, look, I'm trying to accommodate you, Dame, but I have to get some. I can't just give you up now, <laughs> unless you, you know, the Spurs. You, you know, you get. Jakob Pertle and DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that trade worked out. No, you know, you know, Spurs fans that's in the wood, like, oh, well, what about this pick? This pick turned hey, into this guy. Get, but if I'm, da- if I'm Dame, I have to understand that. And Dame has finally kind of backed off of his, like, nope, only Miami, because he realized, like, that's not going to happen. So if that's not going to happen, then I'm going to be stuck here. So he opened it up more in Milwaukee and Chicago, and there's other teams that have inquired but what they're finding out is it's a lot like Brooklyn. When Brooklyn was trying to trade Kevin Durant, when they first tried to move him, they asked for the world. Wasn't able to move him. Just wasn't able to make it happen. Now, you know, finally when they trade him to Phoenix, All right, we'll, we'll take a whole bunch of picks. And if Portland, if you really want to move Dame, that's where you're going to have to get the return is in picks. 
because you're just not going to get the player that you want. It's like, going to cost I'm, you Siakam, though. Yeah, see, and that and it's going to cost you. And if I'm Ujiri, I'm like that defeats the purpose of me getting Dame. Now I'm not a contender. I, I think you're still good. You you get to keep Barnes. Yeah, Barnes. I'm not giving you Barnes. But you put you pair Dame Barnes and Ananobi. If you stop, it might cost you Ananobi too. But uh, see, see, I don't know if then you I, want then capital I'm, with then I'm this. Portland North. <laughs> well, then, I don't know if I want capital with this or I want uh, draft picks. Do I want players right now or do I want draft picks? Well, you've shown that you're rebuilding. Am I? If I do this deal, I, I might want to win now. If I'm bringing in Siakam and I've already Look, got, you got Scoot. Scoot, you got Scoot, and you got uh, Anf- uh, Anthony Simmons. So I, I might like be him. there. Sooner now with this, you, you're not you're, you're not there. You still got a ways to go when you look at everything laying in front of you in the West. But it does feel like a rebuild, and I think that's why Dame wants out. We will continue talking NBA Wimby Wednesday tomorrow. Have you seen him in a cowboy hat standing in front of his own mural eating a giant taco? Well, we have. Uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Coming up, uh, Clarence Hill Jr. of the Fort Worth Star Telegram joins us to talk. Cowboys and other great things. Hold on. He's just around the corner. This is R&R, and you're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Cowboys. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition. It's 7 o'clock. You know what time it is. It's time for War Star Telegram's very best Clarence Hill Jr. joining us. For his regular appearance. Morning, Clarence. How's your morning? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing this morning? It's we Tuesday do. morning. We're doing lovely, man. You back You back in Dallas, back in Fort Worth? Yes, I am back home, man. It's always a adventure on the Monday after, you know, late afternoon games, road games. We always have those 6 a.m. flights. You get no sleep. It's workout day. So, you know, it's, it is what it is, man. But I've been doing it since 97. So Doing it since 97. And it seems like every flight back from Phoenix involves riding about a ridiculous loss and you'd get to do it again. Uh, they shot themselves in the foot. Uh, is there anything to take away from the game other than they can't stop the run and and uh, it was just a bad game all the way around? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this and, and I've, been, I've got several different points. Yes, you know, it's fun because I grew up, you know, 70s, 80s, and knowing the Cowboys to own the Cardinals, way back to St. Louis, you know. And, <laughs> right. And they, they, they never had trouble with the Cardinals. They used to put, you know, treat them like Iowa State. Oh, you used to do Iowa State back in the day. And, and now it seemed like the Cardinals own the Cowboys, which is kind of mind-boggling. It's, not like it's crazy. Cardinals franchise has won anything, but they've owned the Cowboys of late. They're winning, winning seven of eight. But, but look at this Cowboys team, number one. I, I think they got too big for their britches after the first two games. And, and that's one thing that this this organization has done. They don't handle prosperity well. They think they've done something when they, when they haven't done something. And that starts with Michael Parsons. I mean, let's 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 you know he's been openly talking about, uh, and the defense has been openly talking about being the best you know ever and being comparing themselves to the Ravens and all the other stuff. You don't lay I mean, championship defenses don't lay an egg like that on the road. 
Mm. I mean, you look at watching the, the Eagles game last night and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense has not been great, but their defense travels. Right. And their defense shows up every week. If you're going to be a great defense in the championship level defense, you have to travel. There, there's no excuse for giving up 182 yards, you know, in, in the first half, 222 yards rushing to a team that's one dimensional that really didn't want to pass, that only passes out of, you know, you know, because they sit you with the run, but all they want to do is run the ball. And you couldn't do that. And that, that's, to me, that's a problem. You know, and, and, and that was certainly the biggest problem, uh, Sunday. And, 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 and then the Cowboys have this persecution pro, uh, complex, you know, you know, and, you know, I like Dak and I talked about last week about Dak biting back, but him, you know, when I asked him about the Cowboys uh, needing a wake up call and he was like, you know, this is what the media wanted. That's you guys. And this is what y'all want them. So the media is happy. <laughs> the media, that's, that's, that's BS. You know, and then, I heard that. I saw that. I, was, I saw and, that. And, and then all the players complained about the referees and the, the officials calls. And I mean, you're the Cowboys, you know, you, you know, as Bill Parcells said, you're playing in the big room. Yes. The target is on your back. Yes. You know, p- people are not always going to root for you. You know, you're going to, you know, people love you. People hate you. But you have to own it and accept it and just win. You're not the first Cowboys team that's been loved and, and hated, you know, across the universe. It goes back, it, it, that predates you. You know, that goes back to the Roger Starback Cowboys, it goes back to the Troy Aikman Cowboys. They won. And this Cowboys team has to stop with the officials are against us. Yes, there were some calls that went against them, but they were their own issues on Sunday. It wasn't officials. Officials are not the reason why you struggled in the red zone. Officials are not the reason why you gave two. Uh, two and yards rush. Not the reason why you're offside so countless Ugh. many times on defense. All the pre-snap penalties. You have to own it. Accept the you know that you you you, you get paid. You're on TV because you're Cowboys. Going to be the scrutiny because you're Cowboys. But you have to own that and win. And that you know they have to learn how to win as Cowboys. All right. You know what. Uh, we're not, we're not doing this today, Clarence. We're not gonna do this, man. We're not gonna do this. Look, this is what we're not gonna. Look, no, I'm gonna look. First of all, you knew, I knew, Rob knew it. The the way the game is set up, it's almost impossible to be a historical defense. So we never bought into that narrative. With that said, we all know that there's gonna be weeks that the defense struggles, and in their first opportunity, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and Brian, and, and Shoddy failed at their opportunity to pick up the defense who's been carrying oh, them. They failed. Blame the offense they, for that no, I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming them. What yeah, I'm saying is the defense was bad, Clarence, but okay, then the $200 million man and the play caller should be able to pick the defense up. We got to okay. stop. We got to stop holding okay. Dak's hand across the street. Now he should have been uh, able to pick it up and do something in the red zone. Clarence. Ooh, let, me, let me take the gloves off. Right <laughs> First of all, let me get some popcorn. Hold on. What's all I'm saying? It was the defense, but hey, the offense is okay. supposed to pick them up. Okay, listen. I, I think I we, we've talked about this, and you say they. I think the 49ers and, and the Eagles have great defenses, and and they allow their offenses to you know manage the game. You know that that's been their form of success. I mean, you know, I mean, the 49ers was an NFC Championship game two years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo. You saw him the other night. Jimmy Garoppolo's awful. <laughs> you know, okay. He, okay, he has six interceptions so far this season, but a different team doesn't have a great defense. You know, so we understand the formula, especially in the NFC this year. You, you win with, with, with great defenses. Uh, now to your point, um, do you, 
do you give any credence to the fact that three starting offensive line were out? I, I thought I thought Dexter three had a good time. And, I mean, Tony Pollard had 122 rushing yards. I thought okay, the offensive you're, line you're, was serviceable. I know, but you're you're looking at stats. I'm just asking you: Do you, do you understand what yes. they had to do to to, to manage those to, to get what they got with Go three on. offensive linemen out? And certainly, they had to change their game plan the night before the game. Right. I mean, so that that that's a that that's a huge deal. Um, I, I would say that I, I'll put more blame on Mike McCarthy in the sense that if those dudes been hurt all week, why did you expect them to play? Why didn't you get these guys ready to play? We talked to them yesterday. They said they didn't. They, they, the the offensive line certainly did a good job. Fair. called upon, you know, on one day's notice, basically find out they're going to start. I don't know why they didn't prepare them and, and get them ready all week, uh, especially the center and the right guard because because uh, Tyrus, I mean, uh, Zach Martin and Tyler Biotta did not practice all week. Now, Tyrus Smith suffered a knee injury on Saturday, which is crazy, which is, is this is going to be a venture all year where Tyrus Smith suffered a knee injury on Saturday before the game. But I, I think there's something to that 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 played a role. And that's and you fair. say he had 100 yards, but you know they still took plays out the playbook. That he still called a different game because he was worried about pass protection. He's worried about the offensive line, which is one reason why. Yes, he had 100 yards, but the the, the play calling in the goal line was questionable, especially late in the game. Was he was running too much and not throwing the ball? He admitted yesterday he should have thrown the ball a bit more aggressive. But they were worried about the offensive line, worried about protection. I think that that certainly played a role in, in their not getting it done, uh, you know, especially in the red zone. That goes back for two weeks. I mean, it wasn't just last week because even the week before when they were facing the Jets, they were two or six in the red zone touchdown opportunities. And, and yesterday and Sunday they were one or five. Uh, certainly you want Dak and, 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 and McCarthy to overcome that. But, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, you, you, you can't, Overlooked 222 yards rushing. I mean, even when the offense tried to get back in the game, it was the defense who gave it up again. I mean, they, they make the score 15 to 10 after the offense start, and the, and the defense allows it, uh, Philadelphia to score twice before the half. They scored every time they touched the ball in the first half. Second half, they cut the score to five again, and they give up a 69 yard play. Yeah. 69 yard pass. You, you, you can't, un, you know, the, the defense has to sh- shut it down. I mean, that, that's you. You finally get momentum. You're trailing the whole game. You finally get some momentum to get back in the game, and, and you give up a 69 yard pass to dude that's wide open. Yeah, that was bad. Now, uh, you know, is there a fix? Now, my my worry here is, I you know, the, the backside of the defense I think will take care of itself. I think there's enough talent there that will you know do what needs to be done to get where the Cowboys plan on going. But the the run defense. Is there a fix coming? I mean, can you see a way to scheme your way out of this? Well, well, two things. You know, the Cowboys are not going to face that type of mobile quarterback. Now, Eagles, yes. And, it, you know, they certainly won't face that this week with Mac Jones. And I don't think the the the, the Zeke and the uh, Patriots have the, the speed in the backfield to take it to the house. You know, unlike, you know, what, what the Cardinals did. But, yeah, it's going to be a problem. People are going to copy – what the Cardinals did, uh-huh. you know, in, in the run game and, 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 and certainly try to use that. You know, we, they talk all season that teams don't want to face their pass rush. So they're going to run on them. Well, they, they're going to run on them, you know, and you know that, you know, that coming in and you still didn't stop the run. You still, you know, didn't take care of business. And let's be honest, you drafted Mozzie Smith mm. to help 
stop this. Okay, mm. you, you wait. You used a first round pick. You didn't take a tight end, which you could use because let's be honest, you don't have a special tight end. Those those guys are just guys. <laughs> Thank you, Clarence. Thank they're, they're you. We have guys, agreement. Right? Thank you. <laughs> so, so they're just guys, okay? And and seriously, they're just guys. They are. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't take a guard, which could, which could help your offensive line problem because they were looking at a guard and possibly keeping Tyron, Tyler Smith the left, left tackle and, and moving on from Tyler, I mean, Tyron Smith. They don't take a guard, but they, they take a nose tackle in the first round to shore up their run defense and, and, and cause, cause he's strong as ox and special and all this other stuff. He doesn't even start. No. Uh, and, and doesn't appear to be getting any closer to starting either. Another yeah, thing, no, Claire, no. you're not backing off of this sledgehammer. You're not backing off of this. And you need, and again, you're, I'm following you on Twitter. You're not saying that they should have brought Zeke back, but you are not getting off of this. You've been tweeting about it for two, three weeks in a row that they don't have that short yardage back slash. And then you, I think we can put the tight end in there as well because well, and, it's and been Dak's safety blanket. It's been his death and, and the post up receiver like a Keenan Allen and, and or something was, like I've that. I've been saying it for two weeks. I mean, you know, and, 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 you know, and I had an argument with the offense coordinator yesterday and, and then we, we went walk off and he finally agreed with me. You know, I made him agree with me, but he agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, uh, they don't have a, they don't have a hammer. They don't have a, yes, the, you know, Tony Paul had great numbers, you know, between the twenties and they had great numbers between the twenties, but near the goal line where things are tougher. They don't have a hammer in the backfield, and and it's, you can say whatever you want about Zeke in his yards per carry. He scored ten rushing touchdowns, or twelve rushing touchdowns last year. Amen. He still has a nose for the end zone. They don't have that big. It was funny because Mike McCarthy was making a, you know, talking about Zeke yesterday. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but he said the first thing he remembered about Zeke when he is a rookie, uh, with the. When, when he was still coaching the Green Bay, when Zeke ran down the sideline, said that boy has a big head. You know, he said, "Boy, he said he has a big <laughs> yeah, he head." Yeah, he didn't say boy. I know. <laughs> he, he didn't say boy. He said he has a big head. My God, he has a big head. And then he said, "I didn't know he was so big and so thick." <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, Coach! <laughs> I, I, I'm doing the walk off. I said, "Coach, you know you finna go viral, right?" <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. You said, "You said Zeke was big and thick." Okay, you know he's gonna go. You going viral? He look good in the shower, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, get away from me, Clarence. <laughs> not me, okay? That's me. funny. But uh, but anyway. Getting now, back Clarence, how though. much of this depends on, I mean, let's be real. You don't have to be that good when you're running behind Zach Martin. Well, yes, you don't, but you still need to be running behind Zach Martin. But, but again, my, my, I guess my other point is this. Is that right now in the red zone? Everything is about scheme. It has to be the right fit. It has to be blocked True. right. Dak has to come off his back foot. You, you know, you know, they threw two passes in the end zone to a five eight Brandon Cooks <laughs> in the middle of the end zone. I you mean, know so what? It's not funny, that, but it's funny. Yeah, because you know, Mike McCarthy was like, you know, he's, you know, he, you know, I'm like, Brandon Cooks can't jump either. You know, you know, he said, Clarence, you know, he was trying to say that you couldn't get up like that. I said, he can't either. You're throwing to a short guy in the middle of the end zone. Everything has to be perfect. You know, you have to plant and put it off your back foot and throw the ball so he gets by the linebacker. You know, that's the other issue. And I talk about they don't have a Des Bryant. You saw that. They don't have a Mike Williams. They don't have that guy on the outside. Right. Neither one of the tight ends are like Guamp. So everything has to be perfect. It has to be skiing right. Throw has to be perfect. You know, when you have a mismatch, it don't have to be perfect. 
You know, you can you they can use their size to post up on somebody or, or whatever else. They don't have that type of player. Love CD, route running, all that stuff. He's not a post up receiver. He's not a jump ball receiver in the end zone. You know, and 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 Michael Gallup is, is has similar traits, but he's not Des Bryant. He's not you know a, a, a true mismatch right. like Des Bryant or Mike or Mike Williams. And again, none of the tight ends you know even fit that category. So. Those are issues because everything has to be schemed right. It has to be blocked right. You have to have the right offensive lineman. When you don't have a hammer or you don't have a mismatch outside, everything has to be perfect. When not perfect, that's what you got the last two weeks. Clarence, I'll never, I will never say it to his face, but I am done with Tyron Smith. I can't count on him. I don't say it to his face. I'm not going to be near him either. Clarence, I can't count on him. (laughs) The only thing is he couldn't catch he'd pull a hammy. I can't count on him. I can't count on him, Clarence. Like, at some point, he's going to let me down. Your best ability is availability, and I, I just never know with him. I got to be. Well, yeah, I, and that's the question that, that, that I posed to the Cowboys all camp, and, and we, we, we certainly I posed to Jerry Jones. You know, you can't trust him to stay healthy. You, you can't. And, and, and why are you doing that? You know, again, that's points back to them choosing a, a, a defensive tackle, whether to guard and let Tyler, Tyler Smith just continue mm-hmm. to play that tackle. You know, in the draft, because you can't trust that Ty, mm. Ty, Tyron Smith is going to stay healthy. Maybe, you know, he, they were so happy he got through training camp. But shoot, as soon as the season started, he, he you know, he's been on injury, poor injuries, and now he missed a game. And, you know, we, they don't know if he's going to be back, or any of them are going to be back this week. And, and, and this is something that Bears watching every week, especially with Tyron Smith. There's always going to be something that's going to come up and that's going to, you know, prevent you from, from – Having your best guys out to understand this, since the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith in 2022 to be their left guard, they have not had their starting lineup out on the field on the offensive line in any game. Mm. You know, because Tyler missed the first Tyler missed the first 13 games last year. He comes back and and Terrence is you know is on the injury reserve with a, with a torn ACL. This year, Tyler Smith missed the first two games of the season. He comes back. And you don't have Taron, you don't have Tyron uh, Smith, Zach Martin, and Tyler Biotis. So they have not had their first team offensive line. Really, they won't have been one practice, you know, this fall. Uh, <laughs> seems like two years. Team offensive line. To be yeah, honest, it seems like two years. He is Clarence Hill Jr. Follow him Appreciate on Twitter. You, big dog. Make sure you're reading his stuff. He's the best in the business. Clarence Hill Jr. right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, man, have a good week. We'll talk to you next. Thank you, guys, man. Appreciate you, Clint. Hey, we'll be right back reflecting on this. Everything's got to be perfect for offensive success. That's, That's, that is I a like great concern. Let's look at that and talk about it next. You're on R&R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. I want to thank Clarence Hill Jr. for stopping by for his regular. Make sure you're following him on Twitter. Check out his Fort Worth Star-Telegram articles on the regular. Uh, He said a couple of things that I think are worthy of looking back on. I think we both agree the one that stood out the most is because of the personnel, everything's going to have to be schemed. Damn near perfect in the red zone. And that's scary because who can be perfect? Right. You know what I mean? I remember we were, it was the Celtics-Golden State final. And I think it was 2-1. I don't I, Golden State had a lead. Uh-huh. And uh, we were trying to figure out what Boston was going to need to do to get themselves back in the series. And I think it was James Pledge. James said, you know, here's the problem. If you have to have 
five things yeah. occur simultaneously for you to <laughs> I remember this. to be yes, a yes, success. Yes. You ain't going to win. You're just not going to win. If you're trying to find all the – and you're right. If all those things go perfectly, yeah. then, yeah, you, everybody's going to be successful. But that's the real trick, isn't it? I don't like it when you say, you know, all things being perfect, yeah, it'll look, but it's got to be perfect. That's that's of great concern to me. You know, Brandon Cook's little guy. Luis Merced on YouTube says use Hunter Lipke for goal line. Maybe. Maybe. But I, you know, and, and you know, was, we love us some Mike. But I thought Clarence brought up a great point on the fact that, okay, maybe you took the injuries too lightly. Maybe you took – maybe the fact you took Zach Martin – and Biotish and Tyron, and you were like, oh, man, those are my guys. They understand the importance. They'll tough it out. They'll play. Even if you think that, though, I think Clarence brought up the point, like, okay, then you're going to have to get these other three guys. Well, Tyron, that's that was yeah. last minute. You didn't know. But for Biotish and for Zach's backups, that they, you should have been giving them the starters reps all weekend, which you were because those guys didn't practice. But that should have been – the mindset should have been Zach and Biotish ain't going. What did he tell you? He told he you. Told, he told me Zach. He was. He wasn't worried. Yeah, I'm not worried. He, he deluded. He, he yeah. was self deluded. I didn't think about it. We were just all right. Yeah, but he I was, was trying I to convince himself. Like, yeah, you know, if I keep thinking, if I manifest it, <laughs> yeah. it might come right. true. Unfortunately, it did not. Mm-mm. The uh, the defense is going to be an issue. We just have to. I address- don't believe that. I'm not worried about the defense one inkling, Rob. I'm I, again, and you know, I will bang them if I have to. But I am not worried about this defense. I'm really not. Is it because you think the offense will step up and cover for them, or the defense is just no, that good I think and it's no good. Trayvon and they were adjusting? And Micah and Dan Quinn. Dan Qu- when Dan Quinn comes out, and this is what I love about Dan Quinn, he tells you, look, only Malik Hooker, Deron Bland, which I don't know about Deron Bland. He didn't cause an incompletion. But Malik Hooker, Deron Bland, Demarcus Lawrence were the only three players that came to play. And you leave Micah out, I like that. And Micah's going to take you know, the word of the – the last couple of weeks is personal because of prime. They're gonna take it personal and they're gonna come out and they're gonna kick. They're gonna kick the Patriots' ass. I am not worried about the defense at all. Again, I don't think they're historic, but they're they're still a really really top three good type defense. I'm not worried about them. You want some hot sauce on this gumbo? I do. Let's get some hot sauce. Grab your saltines. The roux is ready. We're making some gumbo. Look around the NFL. Two games last night. And if you want a Kelsey jersey, you better get there quick because there's a bunch of Swifties bedazzling them. We'll be right back. It's R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It's R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition. This time next week, we will be reflecting on what we expect to be a fully sold-out golf tournament. We expect you to be out there. We'll see you next Monday out at Olympia Hills. If you haven't signed up, go to sasportstar.com. Post-haste, we're running out of space. I'm trying to... I'm reading this thing that... Uh, did, did you leave this for us, Edwin? Or did, I had this, to be was pledged. this a gift from the uh, Kansas City Chief Gods? 
Pledger. Pledged it. There's a uh, there's a, a a printout sitting on our in our studio today. It says the NFL explained for all you new Swifties. Um, well, they got it. They explained football to them. So they said one bullet point is you have four tries to go for ten yards. And they said if you make a first down, you keep the ball, and the cycle repeats. If you don't, the other team gets the ball. You can score touchdowns for six points or kick a field goal for three points. And the Cowboys always suck, no matter how much their fans will try to convince you otherwise. Now this is the thing. That's pledge. <laughs> Now, this is the thing. For It's a lovely picture of her, too, by the way. Whatever. Did you see the video of her being snuck out? That was not real. real. She was not in a popcorn box being snuck out. You want it to be real. No, it's real. (laughs) No, it's not. She had to get into a popcorn box. It's like one of those boxes like Houdini or David Copperfield would get in and And then then disappear. But if you notice... It was deliberate. It wasn't just her in a box. Now, just Google it. You'll see it. Yeah. In this big aluminum food trolley, right. food box. They put a big bag of popcorn on top of the box just to kind of throw you off the thing. Like, oh, it's just a big aluminum box carrying some popcorn. That's all. Coming out of Kelsey's suite or Mama Donna's suite. I don't know. Mahomes' suite. Um, anyway, carrying on with. Oh, no, this is the thing. Joe is so angry. His rocking chair is getting a lot of work with this Swift stuff. He is. I'm such, a Swifty. I, uh, I'm not a Swifty. <laughs> but I, I know this isn't real because the NFL isn't dumb enough to treat the Swift. And, and today, this is like bad. You can't say this. So people. what's his you bounce on Twitter? What's his bounce now? What's he got now? So he's up 300,000 social media followers. His jersey has jumped into top five. And his jersey sales have gone up 400%. It just lets you know how crazy the beehive, when you speak about the, you know, um, Beyonce, Beyonce. the uh, the Barbies, when you speak about Nicki Minaj, and then you have the Swifties. Like, it's insane for you to, 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 you know, to just all of a sudden, because Taylor Swift is at a game, you go buy a Travis Kelsey jersey? Are you kidding me? Why not? Are you, you kidding bed- me? That's one more thing to bedazzle. You can pretty it up. Like, I'm a Jay-Z guy. He's a huge Cowboy fan. I'm not going out and buying Micah Parsons jersey because Jay-Z's a Cowboy fan. I'm just not. Unless there's a collab, and then we'll talk. But uh, I don't know. It's starting to feel staged to me. Oh, it feels very staged. It's starting to feel staged to me. Like, very and coordinated. I, and shout out to Kelsey and Taylor because it's growing both of their brands. I, I, you know, I know, and it's, I know it's crazy to say somebody's worth $700 million that their brand can grow. But when you're at 700, you try to get to a Billy. Man, what a better way than to have the Chiefs fans. You, How many Chiefs fans do you think went and streamed a few of her albums? None knew. No, I think it was. You think? You I think, do. I do. You think, Grandpa. You got to think, think, we've played more Taylor Swift music in the last three weeks than we have ever in our two years on air together. <laughs> well, I guess so. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just added a few cents to her pocketbook. Oh, good Lord. I like Travis better with the beard. He looks. What is that? Uh, the uh, best uh, description I've seen of him was he now looks like a cop who turns off his his body yeah. recorder. <laughs> <laughs> that is what he looks like. Damn, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. I but can, that's what he and looks I like. Did. That's what he does look like, though. And that, you know, they say Stephen A. looks like an undercover in civilian clothes too. He does. Stephen A. looks like an undercover cop when he's wearing civilian clothes. But this thing is. It's taking on a life of its own, but again, I look Travis, dude, my brother. Shout out to you, dog. Get your money, because there's more money coming with this. I guess you can give. You, you can know get, this isn't going to end well. So I'm just. Uh, this is going to end up with him being a lyric and a song, 
and uh, she's just using you for material. Yeah, man, she can't meet my mama in month one. She can't. I'm sorry. I'm sticking to that. You cannot meet my mama in month one. Remember what Kardashian did to that basketball player? Chris Humphreys? Well, I can name several Kardashians and basketball Christian players. Thompson, but, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, Jordan Clarkson. They're running about 50-50. <laughs> They're running well, remember, about 50 Remember when Reggie... And Lamar Odom. Don't forget about Lamar. Lamar. Reggie Bush, remember he was mad at Kim because after they won the Super Bowl, she came on the field and he said he she stole his moment. <laughs> now, that's something Travis might have to say. Yeah. I, this, this is not going to end well. It takes your legs. This is not the kind of thing that I, I'm not kidding. This is not the kind of thing in a locker room that just works out well. I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, Taylor. He ain't. He, it ain't took his legs yet. No, she's no. a she's a lady. No, she's it's a little not lady. That. You got to no, wait. That. You got to wait a little bit. I, I, I hope she's making him wait. No, it's not the oh obviously. that oh that yeah. I would like to think that I don't know, but <laughs> I but remember. I will tell you the dynamics in the locker room. You're not the Lakers. You're not used to this. Oh, dude, no. You saw there's a video on the sideline where they slow mode five Chiefs look up into see, the booth and go, oh, bleep. That's Taylor Swift. See, up that, there. That, <laughs> it, it, it's fun, but, and, and they, and they literally, you know, bombed the Bears. I mean, it wasn't like it was in, hey. they, they forgot about the Bears. Right. No, they did. This is just one of those things, the byproduct of, of, of great success that you, I, We'll see. We'll see. This is just one of those. I've seen this happen before. Miss, you're you're that, Kansas City, and don't try to act like you're the Lakers. Don't try to act like you're but, the Cowboys because you're not, and you're not damn. used to this. You're not. There, there's a reason why you're Kansas City, man. It's you against the world. It's not Ohio against the world. It's literally Kansas City against the world. Now, let me ask you this, Rob. You watched the show on Netflix, right? I did. Okay. with, the, with and, and, well, I'm talking I, about with, I know where you're Ms. going, Mahomes. and it's true. With Ms. Mah- How Miss Mahomes? Uh, is Miss Mahomes feeling she's like she's not, she's not the first lady anymore? Uh, see? <laughs> I'm telling you, this is see, not going to play see, well. I just knowing how the woman mind operates, I can see Miss Mahomes coming home. Like I don't really like her. Now she's <laughs> she, you know. I tried to talk to her. I tried to make conversation, and like she was kind of cold to me. And then your Patrick, you're like, babe, don't start, just please, don't just, start. Just be nice. Like, she ain't gonna be around long. <laughs> <laughs> like I actually like Travis X better. Her and I got along. She liked the kids. All of that. We aren't really giving women any credit at all, are we? No, but we're not. These aren't normal women. <laughs> That's not. Because Miss Mahomes, if you've seen the show, she likes attention. She likes oh. the pictures. She's enjoying being the first lady. And as long as Taylor's up there with Mama Kelsey. She's now third know, in she, line. <laughs> she's now third behind Mama Kelsey. I don't know. I don't know if Miss Mahomes is, is going to take too kindly to Miss Swift. And like, and then she wore a jacket off the shoulder. It was It was annoying. <laughs> Why is she wearing your jersey? <laughs> I don't know if this is true. I don't know Miss Mahomes from a can of paint. We saw Ms. Kelsey at the uh, Super Bowl. Oh, Remember we she, did. That's uh, right. They were, uh, her and her boys were making the rounds. That's right. That's right. That's right. Early one mornings to avoid the uh, media crush so they didn't have to put them in the popcorn trolley. Oh. And go check the video out. That's her coming out of the... Uh, that is not her in that popcorn box. <laughs> Looking forward to this weekend. Uh, we know that Zeke is going to run the ball a lot, right? Can we go ahead and plan on this? 
I don't. Do did we really see Bill as that guy? Because yes. I know Zeke fumbled in Week One, and he ain't really has he played much. What what's Zeke's carry total at right now? Before I before Probably I call Bill one. <laughs> now speaking of Belichick, he said this is Travis's best catch. <laughs> Taylor, even Bill Belichick's in on Taylor. Belichick's been spending some time with the grandkids. How the hell does he know who Taylor Swift is? That's how. Uh, so Zeke only has twenty eight carries. Did I see that right? He's ripping five a carry. See, gave up on Zeke too soon. Yeah, I think Belichick gonna let him eat. Oh, he's gonna be. He's gonna get his opportunities. At the are very we gonna, least. are they gonna pull a Spurs and put him on the on the Jerry World screen and do a little Zeke tribute? It's he's the soon. third. He's the third leading rusher of all time in Cowboy history. They better be a damn tribute to Zeke. You know, because I, you know what, they better be because I don't know if he'll ever come back. Let's we did real. one for De- shout out to Dejounte, but we did a tribute, a montage for Dejounte. Yeah, Martin. we did, and I, and I was going to say now nah, it's too soon. But the fact of the matter is, when are we ever going to see him in another jersey come here? Unless he's a free right. agent with another team, unless next he year. goes to Philly next yeah. year or something, right? Which you know, that could so happen. I think you got to do it when you can. I, I, I'll give you got to do it. But I also know Belichick, and Belichick's going to give a a hearty a hearty welcome. Might let Zeke to do Zeke. It. Might let Zeke throw a pass on a halfback toss. The Arrival of Zeke is just kind of secondary to what the defense is going to have to pick up. Micah Parsons is living in a closet. I say that. Where, do you, where, where do you is think? he doing that it pod from? It looks like he's in his closet. And I'm My, sure I'm like Micah, in the mansion like, that Parsons has. But see, that's Micah, though. Like Micah could easily do like the lights and the mics and the TVs all around. Like He could do that, but Micah's just raw and real. And he's like, man, I'm just going to go in this, my little cowboy room. Raw and real. <laughs> Turn off all the lights. It's it's dark in there wherever he's doing this pod from. It's called Micah on the e- Micah on Edge. And he's just kind of rambling about the week. Clarence Hill said something that I think matters when he was talking about, you know, if you're going to act this way, you better back it up. That it really appeared. See, that's the thing. See, it's cute when you're 2-0. Mm-hmm. Mike on edge is a little weird when you just got your face kicked in and your co- your defensive coordinator, who we all love, you said did said you didn't really play well. The reading your press clippings, the the what did I think Claire said too big for their britches. Then that's when you know you're from the south. Only people from the south say britches. <laughs> well, I think that summed it up perfectly. Did it or did we? We look. Arizona was leading all three games going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, you know, let's give Arizona some credit. Like again, I would love to come on here and body slam the Cowboys. It just, to, yeah, I, I'm a troll. But Arizona's pretty good football team. We've seen that over three weeks. But even they are. But I watched that game, and granted, I didn't get to watch it live. So I'm going through. You kind of fast. Forward. Kind of I like fast watching forward. it like that, though. But you don't get the real sense of the rhythm. But I can tell you, fast forwarding through it, that it, I just kept waiting for them just to turn it on, just. At some point, you're going to realize when Dowdle scored, that, I was like, "Okay, here we go. We're yeah, back to normal. We're the back Cowboys to normal. about to win." You're playing the freaking Cardinals. Just turn it on and do it, so we can get the hell out of here with a W. We we know now it's not going to be pretty, right? And you know, as I'm fast forwarding through, because there was a modicum of success. The offense was moving the ball, but as you know, as quickly as I'm seeing the offense move through the 20s, fast forward, fast forward, fast forward, I'm seeing the Cardinals just rip chunk play after chunk play after chunk play, and you just keep waiting for the defense now. Just turn it on. Right. Just go stop Josh Jacobs, and they never did, and it kept getting worse. 
I look, man, you and I both, all of us here, everybody listen, we've been watching NFL for a long time, and sometimes there's just games where you just say, what? They lost to who? How did that happen? It happens. We're gonna- it happens, man. I, I'm not, I'm, I, again, not yet. Not worried about the Cowboys yet, but I'm in the, I'm on the side of the fence that, yes, the defense had an off week, but that's on Dak and Mike McCarthy to pick them up. We're going to hear from Micah in a rather long kind of – I think he just kind of threw everything out as to what happened, who he is, where they're going. Right. And he's – if you're going to be the leader, you're going to act like a leader. And he's saying the right – he sounded like Aaron Rodgers to me. Like, hey, everybody chill. Yeah. Everybody – but I don't buy that. I'm on a – See, the thing is, I don't want to be the hypocrite radio guy and be like, you know what? These athletes never give us anything. And then when they do, I complain. No, about we it. love it. That's what I'm but, saying. So I'm, I'm going to let him I'm going to let him have his moment. I'm going to let him have his show. And we want to hear from Mike. I mean, it sucks for the Dallas media, the guys that come every day, because Mike really doesn't give you much. And then he goes and does it all on his pod. <laughs> that's where we are. I mean, that's where we are in today's world. But I, I, I'm OK with it. It just sounds different after a loss like that. That's all. Um, They'll be fine. Who's your top 10 in the NFL right now? Top team? Uh, top, top three NFL teams. Rank them. I'm going to go, even though I want to say the Dolphins, but I don't like their defense. But I'm going to say the Dolphins anyway. Then I'm going to follow it up with the San Francisco 49ers. Then the Eagles. Then the Dallas Cowboys. You're being very kind to the Cowboys. I think they're still four. I think they're still the fourth best team. I don't like, you know, because when I'm running down the list, I'm still not impressed with Kansas City. Even though, I mean, they beat up on the Bears, barely get out of, they score only 17 points against Jacksonville. They lose to the Lions. I ain't impressed with the Chiefs yet. I know who the Chiefs, again, my power rankings are fluid. Later on, Mm -hmm. they're going to catch their rhythm. But right now, I'm not impressed with the Chiefs. So I'm not impressed with Buffalo. They beat up on the Commanders. I'm not impressed with them. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking to that. I'm going Miami, San Fran, Philly, Cowboys, which is weird because we talk so much about the AFC, yet the Bengals are one and two, Buffalo's one and two. It's, or is Buffalo two and one? I believe they're two and one. Okay. So, still not impressed with them just yet. I think they're finding their depth, but there's such a separation from the top to the middle. Yeah, There's a whole lot of And again, I, you know, we talk about it a lot. But it, it's... I like this. I like the whole lot of average because there's a lot of room for... Yeah, we're headed in the right direction. Yeah. But you between the 49ers, Dolphins, and Eagles, there's them. And the Cowboys are probably the only one in the gap. But after that, there is a distinct drop-off. September football, man. I'm not. I'm right. not overreacting, and I'm not gonna. And I'm not gonna throw anybody to the wolves, unless you're the Bears. I could throw the Bears to the wolves. There's a few teams you can say, okay, those guys really suck. Like you could just see it. Like they, that's a bad football team. But for the most part, guys are still finding their legs, still getting in shape, still figuring out new OCs. Like perfect example, Baltimore. You know, you lose to Garner Minshew and the Colts. Munkin is brand new. It's a brand new offense for Lamar Jackson and, and the Baltimore Ravens. So. It's still a lot. I mean, Cleveland looks good too. I they might do. put I they might do. put Cleveland up there in my top five. They look decent. Deshaun got better. He got better. 
he, he and it was the defense was already there. Right. But Deshaun got better this weekend because you couldn't have gotten any worse. And Pittsburgh, shows, he's finding a way to win. You know, they got they got a couple wins in a row off the de- off the defense's back. So all very average football teams, though. Right. That everybody's average right now. That could trend to either direction, and we'll make sure we follow them all the way through. On the other side, Micah sitting in his closet offers us a lot. And the board if kept coming up, if they're winning, if, 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 is Kel, is he in a position to get him there? Where are they going to go in the defensive back, Bill? Can they stop the rush? And Rudy's contention that the offensive play calling is structured because McCarthy doesn't trust Dak yet. No. Consider that as we go to break. Coming back, we're going to hear from Mike and look at the trust level in this offense can you tell by the play calling that this is not all the offense because Dak isn't allowed to play in all of the offense? Cowboy talk coming. You're on R and R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning. I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. Thank you so much for joining us. Jump on our YouTube channel. Talk to us however you'd like. 656-3776-656-ESPN. We are San Antonio Sports Star on the socials. Uh, thanks for getting in with us. Two hours of fun headed your direction. Uh, Clarence Hill Jr. will be here next hour. We're going to talk some football with him. We're looking around uh, the NFL landscape. There's some NBA news a-cooking with Dame Lillard. He might be going north of the border. All will be covered this hour. But first, we'll talk about number 11 with the Dallas Cowboys. Got himself a podcast. Micah on the edge. Tells us, don't worry. Rudy, uh, be happy. Do not panic. Um, yes, it was a rough one. Yes, there's lots of regrets, things that a bunch of guys wish they could take back. But can we say every day climbing a mountain is going to be sunshine and rainbow rainbows? No, we got hit by the storm. Uh, some of our biggest takeaways of this game was the simple fact that like we just didn't execute on both sides of the ball. Um, you can't even say it was the offense. You can't even say it's defense giving up 28 points. It's just unacceptable. Regardless of what Dak done, uh, the standard we've been playing, how we've been playing, just wasn't acceptable this week. And I take ownership in that. You know, um, it it hurts because when you when you go out there and you practice something and you you consistently do it and you're not executing to the way like we were just beating ourselves. Uh, I don't necessarily think the Cardinals were a better team at this at all. I think we have more yes, talent, more skill, things like that. But uh, I just think we beat ourselves. We weren't playing to our standard. We weren't doing what we were doing. And uh, we just got to be better. And the defensive side, I got to make sure we're better. Bring that energy. Um, another takeaway is just that, you know, obviously we didn't do what we were supposed to do in the red zone. Obviously, that's been a big thing. People own that. Um, it is what it is. But guess what? It gives us a chance to get better. That's the bright side about <laughs> You've this been blessed stuff. with adversity. Um, we know what we did. It's a chance to get better. Um, eliminate these things so it doesn't happen again and allow both sides to get better and work off each other. So do not panic. It's early in the season. It's September. I never heard of a Super Bowl one in September. I never heard of a Super Bowl being one in October, November, or December. That thing is one in February and obviously playing your uh, butt off in January. So do not panic. 
we are going to be okay. Micah uh, on the sure. edge. All things fine and dandy when you're winning, Micah. Do you like the pot? I love it. I can't not, wait. Not, not in, from an entertainment standpoint. No, I do, I do appreciate the fact that I don't think there's a filter. I, I don't think he's. Oh no no no, Micah doesn't know. No, what you know what I mean? So I get. I think it's given us some really good insight into the locker room. I do believe that the locker room is acting just like Micah. Like man, we just got to tighten this crap up. We're yeah. better than them, yeah. and we just didn't, as Clarence told us, put on our britches, our big boy britches, and go to work. Now I that whatever those are. does that make you is that does that relax you cowboy fan that you've got your best player who didn't come to play who for two weeks was being mentioned not as a defensive player of the year let me tell but you what, MVP the, the if we're gonna nitpick <laughs> if if we're gonna nitpick I'll say this it's troubling because this isn't new. People deciding we're going to run at Micah Parsons has been going on for over a season. This was a thing last season. Everybody's like, well, the blueprint's out. The, what, I heard Damian Woody say it. Clarence Hill said it. I'm like, wait a minute, fellas. This was the blueprint last year. So if this has been going on, and the Cowboys know it's been going on, McCarthy's told us on these airways it's been going on, why did it happen again? If that was the point of contingency this offseason, like, look, I got He told, Micah told us at training camp. I've been working with Demarcus Lawrence to get better against the run because Demarcus Lawrence, that's where he thrives. And Demarcus Lawrence is having Micah help him be able to play both sides. So they both use each other. Now, again, these type type of things take time. Like your weaknesses, obviously, are going to take time for you to develop that skill to where it's not a thing and teams can't do that to you anymore. But this is not new. So for everybody acting like, oh, well, Arizona cracked the Da Vinci Code. What? We've been talking about this since last year. So, well, that's that, worrying. Thought, that's what I'm saying. So, if we're going to nitpick, I'm like, wait a minute, this has been going on. So, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm confused as to why that's what you worked on. You did boxing, you know what I mean? So, I, I wanted to work with my hands, I wanted to get bigger, but I wanted to stay lean and I wanted to get better against the run. And Demarcus has been helping me with that. Well, I guess it's going to, it's going to, we're going to have to see in October because in September, you still haven't fixed it. Are we focusing on the wrong thing as we look at the offense in the red zone? Is it truly a defensive problem? No. Is it truly an offensive problem not taking some of the problems off the or some of the defensive issues off their plate? Is it an offense? You know, the offense just need. Is it just be better, score some points so they don't have time to run? Dak's in a situation where he he's having the harsh realization that his coach doesn't trust him, his GM, his owner, his vice president don't trust him which is why they gave up a fourth-round pick and went and got Trey Lance because of what went on this past week. Like, damn, the defense can't even take a week off? The defense takes a week off, you know, and you can't score any points for us. Of course they wanted to be, Dak to be their quarterback, yes, but they have an insurance policy, which is the first thing, this is the first time they've done this in, in the Dak era where they went out and got themselves an insurance policy. So you have that. You have McCarthy showing you, like, you only get one seven-step drop. You're making me run the ball on first and second down. You take you're 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 using the more advantage with me. It's an adjustment period, and I think I think that they could come out of it. But the fact of the matter is, right now, they love him, but they don't trust him, and it's a harsh realization. And he's out there thinking, 
And then when we talk about with Clarence, you talk about you now. Now we got to scheme everything perfectly because our personnel isn't the best personnel for red zone. Between the twenties, they're one of the best offenses in the league. Twenty plays in the red zone last week. Twenty. Twenty. And only one touchdown. It's unacceptable, but I think it could be fixed. McCarthy spoke yesterday about that offense and their defense, and really, really, I think it comes down to what we all looked at it like they too big for their britches. Were they ready to play? Mike McCarthy took some responsibility. Thought he did. Well, it's just as simple as this, and it's really my own challenge. Ultimately, I'm in charge of training the team and, and, and making sure everybody gets the reps, gets the information, you know, the film, all the things that lead up to preparing for the game. Well, you know, we had three guys starting that didn't didn't take a lot of reps last week. So, um, I, you know, I'm, re- I'm ultimately responsible for that. So we need to be better. And everybody involved in that needs to be better. Because that, that, that's, you know, you can't operate like that. A uh, couple of things that I think there was the, the the problem with too much optimism. He deluded yeah. himself into thinking his offensive line was going to be healthy and ready, and then when it came down to it, they weren't. And then Tyron pulled a Tyron Saturday, like, "Hey, man, I, I'm my knee hurts. So <laughs> I'm so done with Tyron Smith." He started out with a hamstring issue. I mean, I mean, he started out hamstrung with a, with an offensive they were line low that, managing them that wasn't ready, and then oh, yeah. I think it completely affected his play calling. He talked about not being aggressive, but we're going to hear from him a little after 8.30, getting into the, the, the method behind his play calling. And he, I think he got behind the chains, and he, was, he didn't have the offensive line that he thought he was going to have, and he was worried about his quarterback, and he doesn't quite trust his quarterback yet. And there was this cascade of things, and his defense didn't give him any chance to kind of catch his breath. You know, that they never really gave him a cushion to where he could – feel comfortable in play calling. He was behind the dime all night long. Look, I, if you trust Dak, you still let him come out there and do Dak things and be aggressive, as he said. Like, I wasn't aggressive on first, second down. Now, if you come out and you're aggressive and it looks like your three backups aren't doing their job, then okay, let's go conservative. But to stay conservative the whole game, even after you've seen, hey, we're not doing a bad job protecting – then that leads me to believe you don't trust him. Because, and the question was asked, you're not, it doesn't appear like you're pushing the limits. It doesn't look like we're seeing at least the uh, idea of stretching the field with Brandon Cooks finally healthy. And he talked about that. Well, the vertical uh, gang, great question. Um, and and, and appreciate your insight is that you know the vertical game you know frankly you gotta look at how they played too you know so that when they, they had a cap on it they're early you know uh, there wasn't a lot of seven steps i think we took one seven step drop and that that was by design and you know that might have been maybe a slight overreaction for me you know based off of having the three you know new starters up front so you know and that's you know that's part of the it's part of the game you know and it's called it's part of calling a game you know on on where you know where's the stress points and and, and making sure, you know, those guys get going. I mean, just you go back to the first series. I mean, it's, uh, you know, first time we didn't move the ball in the first series of the game. And, you know, it's uh, a great credit to our crowd. I mean, because the, the balance, it's, uh, 
it, it created such a great environment. I, I think they they made the Cardinal fans a little louder. I mean, we, we had to go so we didn't think with with so many Cowboy fans at the stadium, you know, we didn't get, we didn't go silent count the first series. So, uh, but we're in it the second series because because I mean it was that was a loud that was, that was a loud atmosphere, and that's a credit to the to all the great Cowboy fans there. But you know, the Cardinal fans kind of you know they, they stepped up too. So uh, I think it made for you know, a great atmosphere to compete in. So well, coach, don't it's, give it's, them a reason to cheer. When it comes down to those type of mistakes. Uh, Mike McCarthy talking about the home field advantage that he felt like he had in the first quarter. Didn't even have to use a silent count. Could just go ahead and let his quarterback talk. Uh, and I think that played into the idea that they just weren't ready to play. Yeah. You know, blogging the boys went into the woods on Chuma Adoga, Brock Hoffman, and TJ Bass, the three backups. The only one that struggled in the pass protection was TJ Bass. He gave up three pressures. But Hoffman, zero pressures allowed. Zero. Adoga didn't give up any pressure. Now, none of them were really that great in the run blocking, according to what Blogging the Boys had, you know, their data. But, you know, I don't know if I can say that when I still see Tony Pollard got over 100 yards rushing. So if Udoga and Hoffman were okay in the pass protection, you know, Bass gave up three pressures. No sacks, but gave up three pressures. Then again, there's still no reason to not be aggressive on first and second and only one seven step drop, especially when you're talking about the vertical game. Because again, clearly they were doing something uh, that's for Mike McCarthy and Shoddy to figure out, but clearly they were doing something to CD. Clearly, Dak saw something that look, the covers that they're doing on CD, they're rolling covers to him and they got a man on top. I can't get to CD. Well, you're paying. Brandon Cooks, $12 million to stretch the field and open things up for everybody. Yet you only get, you can't use him down in the red zone. He's just not big enough, as Clarence told us, like, hey, he's got to jump to get the damn ball. It's hard to find him in the red zone. Okay. Well, then what? Then, then how do I get my $20 million return on investment? You got to stretch the field. How do you stretch the field? You got to have more seven step drops. How you got more seven step drops? You got to call a more aggressive play game, play, you know, play sheet. But you didn't. And you said with your words, coach. That was by design. Aggressive? We'll see. Was he more? Did, did he need to be more aggressive? He'll tell us what he thinks a little bit after 8.30. Coming back, let's look around the league. Uh, there's word that the NFL is eyeing both Brazil and Spain for more international games. I'm skeptical. They're also looking at putting a pro team in Chicago. We're going to talk about what happened in the Bears. <laughs> what the hell is- what the hell is that? <laughs> what the hell is that at? We're gonna Am I sitting across from Joe Rodnagel? What the hell? I'd like to give credit. I no, just saw that off the inner tubes. Let's look around the NFL. What happened in Chicago? What's going to happen with Lance? And Did you hear Joe Namath and his old ass talking oh, about Zach? Some, you know, we talked about it the other day. At what age are you allowed to say whatever the hell you want? We just discount it. Joe's there. I think Joe's there. Let's look around the league. This is NFL gumbo time. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, it's R&R in the morning here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. This is 94.1. We're glad you're there. Or maybe you're listening on a device or watching live on YouTube, wherever you are. Thanks for joining us. Reach out and touch us in only ways you can. You can text. You can type. You can talk. 656-3776. You can do the same thing on our YouTube channel. Go there, like, listen, share, do all those fancy stuff. We get graded on that. Uh, we're going to talk some NBA here Uh in a little bit, 
as it looks like the Dame Lillard uh, hot stove has uh, begun to warm up yet again, and he might not land where we thought he was going to land, and it might cost you a Siakam. That's a little hint. Why are we in the Lillard sweepstakes? You know, that's a good question. Why would we be, though? We got our own El Huapos to deal with. You see all those Wimby pictures of him roaming the city, drinking underage and My eating man, giant tacos? He's too young to get it. He's too young to already get it. You know what I mean? Like It's just some guys that mature. Because of you know who you're going to be, he's been prepped to understand who he is from an early age. Because he's not supposed to understand it already, but he does. And I'm here for it. I, and one thing, I, when you see him in street clothes, in civvies, where do you shop? He is that, well, first of all, he's so skinny. Eat some. Eat some of them tacos, man. Don't act like it. They eat don't them. want him to gain weight, Rob. They eat want them. him to gain strength. Go to Rolando's. Get one of those gigantic five-pound bean and cheese or Carnegie Sada, which bean and cheese is so overrated. Oh, Rudy, let's not start quibbling and arguing. But I don't like beans. I don't eat beans. Well, there's a difference in beans at at 2 p.m. and 2 (laughs) a.m. Because those beans are a lot better at 2 a.m. The the saga of young quarterbacks and where they land and the problems they're going through are epitomized right now in Justin Fields and uh, young Zach he formerly backup, now current, now backup, whatever you might want to call him. Uh, Joe Namath, former New York Jet, <laughs> is a beloved Jet, probably the most famous. Oh, what? Now, now probably. Yeah. After 70 years out of the game, or however long, Joe Namath talking about uh, the New York Jet quarterback situation yesterday. I don't believe in him. I don't believe he has a future as a good player. And I think they made a wrong choice when they drafted him. I feel that way. He has some athletic ability, but you've got to have something up here that's going on whenever you're studying, reading, playing out there. Sitting down, throwing the book. It's ridiculous. You've got the wrong people playing and picking them. Joe Namath speaking to Zach Wilson and his New York Jets offensive prowess. And the GM. Joe, this is a bad situation. We all know it. Don't make it worse. He didn't make it worse. What? But so now, so now the greatest quarterback in that franchise history can't speak but, his truth. No, you can't. Well, see here, an old. You, you sound really, really crotchety and old. We know. We know. He knows. We all know. See, Troy and Roger, they've always handled the Dallas QBs with gloves. They may be critical, but it's. It's in a nice way. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. What are you talking about? They never. Dak been... is the most downgraded quarterback in history. I've never heard Roger or Troy throw Dak under the bus. No, like no, that. no, no. That's I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I misunderstood. Yeah, no. no, you're absolutely right. And you don't do that inside your organization. You just really? don't. No. <laughs> no. Now, if you're Even a bear, if it's the truth. Hey, hey, hey! Why are we talking? No. Why do we talk so much now, about the Bears a, on this what station? What I'm trying to get at is, if you're a bear or if you're a jet, you know the situation you're in. It's, oh, right. it's, you know what I mean? Why, why continue to destroy it? And there has been no better reason in to justify and validate the NIL and the value it is to young superstar quarterbacks and the leverage it's going to provide them. Trust me, Caleb's going to pay close attention to has number one. And if he doesn't get everything he asked for, he ain't going to go. He's going to stay at USC. I would too for half the money. Yeah, it's and, and the thing about it, you know, I remember last year when the Chiefs kicked the Bears' ass because it seems like they kick the Bears' ass every year. Patrick Mahomes throws a touchdown. 
and he goes on his hands and he's like, one, two, he counts to 10 because the Bears passed on him. But in all actuality, Mahomes, you have two rings because the Bears passed on you. You can go to an organization and your life and career can be ruined. You do not have three Super Bowl trips and five straight NFC Championship trips with the Chicago Bears. You just don't. It's not set up that way over there. The GM at the time was incompetent. The ownership doesn't really care. So the coach wasn't right. So, I mean, yes, he can use it as a chip on his shoulder, Patrick Mahomes, and that's why he always beats up on the Bears. But the fact of the matter is it's a blessing in disguise. So, you know, when you're talking about, you know, Drake May, everybody's like, well, Drake May's falling. I don't like him. I like him. Drake May's going to end up going to a team that is a lot more equipped and a lot more ready than Caleb Williams will. Very, very true. We'll continue to look at that. Talk Cowboys next. Mike McCarthy does not trust Dak Prescott. <laughs> Proof will be shown next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. It is a Tuesday edition of R&R as we hurdle toward the weekend. You're going to be busy Friday night, an old school San Antonio gal. Uh, gal, that's game of the week to you and me. Uh, Roosevelt. Hey, 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 hey. The Churchill Chargers. The Riders, baby. Undefeated Roosevelt Rough Balling, Riders. Balling, baby. Them Rough Riders balling, there baby. You go. After last week's game, you might get two in a row. Um, had a good game over the weekend. We had a great game. Yeah. Had a great game, and I, I got, I got in trouble. I got scolded because I said the O word in the fourth quarter, and Robbins and Minix about slapped me because I said, "Man, looks like we may have some overtime tonight, fellas." And sure enough, it went to overtime. So Pledger, Pledger was cursing at me via text. John Robbins threw his laptop at me, and Jason Minix almost slapped me upside the head. So I'll never use the old word again. Whenever people complain about, you know, remember back in the day when they just decide a high school football game on possessions, you go, I know why. Hey, dude. Everybody ready to go home. We'll just yeah, call it a tie exactly, and go home. We're exactly, tired. Exactly. Especially when you got like a three-and-a-half-hour bus you know ride out from the middle of West Texas. Let's just call it a tie and go home. And Minix gets there about noon. So by 10... He's, you know what I mean? He has a tent, a cot, and an air mattress in there. So, you know, I use the O word. It's fight, them, them's fighting words. <laughs> That's the professional radio quality you get right. there. It is a great call. We want to thank Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds and Mother's Window Tent, NCE General Contractors, Sports Institute at TSAOG, Smokey Moe's Barbecue, uh, all for being a part of our high school football <laughs> game of the week. Spence came out there. He was supposed to get one of those chili things with the Frito chips. That's what he calls it. He doesn't uh, know. A chili thing with the Frito yeah, chips? He don't know what it's called. Just like he called it a beef stew taco instead of carne, carne Which, gasada. You know, to his credit, he was right. <laughs> he was right. He just didn't have the he word. Said, I, I want to try one of those chili things with the corn chips. Did it's he get Frito, Frito pie. pie. Did he get him some? I don't know. I hope well, so. He just disappeared. I hope. But the chili thing with corn chips is so Denver of him. See, he's Denver. And he, he's the red and green sauce. Denver loves them, those big old yeah. fat burritos and covering, them burritos. With, and covering them with us too much sauce. Yeah. Just turn it into a big old mess. Cali's a burrito state, too. They are. 
You go from it's Denver. You go to New Mexico, and if you don't get a Christmas tree enchilada, you don't know what you're not. What's that? They're going to throw you out. What's a Christmas tree enchilada? Because they're big into the red and the green. You got to have the red and the green. And if you don't have the red and the green and the white in the middle, you don't have the the, New Mexico. They're a little weird. Uh, Then you head into California. It's just too many burritos. burritos. Just too many full bean burritos. Um, Speaking of full bean burritos, I don't know why. Yeah, Um, golf tournament. We're uh, running out of time. SASportsStar.com for all your details. We are playing Monday, and we're going to sell out. It's just hopefully you're going to get in there last. Uh, If you don't get in there in time, you can win yourself a foursome at our Golden Tea Contest. Our tournament will be coming up on Thursday night at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. The OG locale, the North Star locale, that tournament will be going all evening long. The party starts at 2 for them. Um. We're going to talk some football here in a second, but uh, I just saw this news thing scroll through. Okay. You know my problem with secret menus. <laughs> well, McDonald's evidently has another secret menu item. What is it? Now, there's a there's this... Uh, Nashville hot chicken There's sandwich. this influencer named DJ Tiesto. You know him? He's no. A, he's along with Canadian singer Tate McRae. No, neither one. They have a new dance banger. That's what it's called here. Uh called 1035 okay which is evidently inspired by a uh mickey d's in uh, dubai okay i this, see this is this is deep but the end of this is evidently mcdonald's has a very secret menu that is applicable only at 1035 in the morning is it okay what is it? it's called breakfast brunch so then that means it's just they stole whataburger's idea and put a hamburger patty on the breakfast sandwich. That's it. So you get bacon, eggs, hash browns on top of a sesame seed bun with two meat patties and some cheese. So at 1035, if I roll up, I can get that. See, I need, I'm bringing this up because if, if we're about uh, two hours out. But somebody, I'll bring it up again a little before 10, uh, okay. before we leave. But I want to find out if this is a real thing. If I, walk, if I drove through, would they laugh at me at the Mickey D's on Austin Highway? Like, give me the McBrunch, please. Is that what it's called? Or some, Yeah, McBrunch. Would they go, that's not a menu item? Or would they go, oh, we got one. Secret menu type. That's weird. Anyway. I have never ordered off the secret menu. Me either. On any menu. At any any stop. Anywho. Um, Trust issues. What's your trust Trust issues with Dak Prescott? Because I don't completely agree with you, though I do see some signs. Look, I've always been under the estimation that Mike McCarthy – has full-fledged confidence in Dak Prescott. He's he's never given me any reason not to believe that up until he what he initiated with Kellen Moore and then up until he started talking yesterday about the game plan against the Arizona Cardinals. When you start telling me that you should have been more aggressive on first and second and we only did one seven-step drop, that was by design. You threw the offensive line under the bus, but when I look deeper into the woods on the – as far as the the job that those three offensive linemen did in pass coverage, they did pretty well. It just leads me to believe that, look, there's some trust issues and Dak's going to have to gain your trust back if it was ever there at all. Because, again, it start, the first thing he said, we got to run the ball. We got to run the ball. And uh, I want to cut down on the turnover-worthy plays. And I want my defense to get more rest. And I want to sustain drives. And I want to be playing De- December uh, you know, football and all of these things. So I'm starting. And then you tell me the game plan against the Arizona Cardinals is not aggressive and you're not doing seven step drops. Let's talk let's talk about this seven step drop because is that the 
I trust my quarterback to drop back seven steps, right. count to four, do his check downs, not see one, not see two, go to three, not see three, go through all the way through and then run. That's my expectation is I give you the time, I give you the play, you're going to succeed in that. Well, you only call that play once. Listen to this. Well, the vertical uh, gang, great, great question. question. Um, and and, and the, appreciate your insight is that you know the vertical game you know frankly you gotta look at how they played too you know so that when they, they had a cap on it they early you know uh, there wasn't a lot of seven steps i think we took one seven step drop and that that was by design and you know that might have been Trust. maybe a slight overreaction from me you know based off of having Trust. the three you know new starters up front so you know and that's you know that's part of the it's part of the game you know and it's it's part of calling a game you know on on where you know where's the stress points and and, and making sure you know those guys get going. I mean, just you go back to the first series. I mean, it's uh, you know first time we didn't move the ball in the first series of the game, and you know it's uh, a great credit to our crowd. I mean, because to be honest, it's uh, it, it created such a great environment. I, I think they they made the Cardinal fans a little louder. I mean, we, we had to go to so we didn't think with with so many Cowboy fans at the stadium, you know, we didn't we didn't go silent count the first series. So, uh, but we're in it the second series because because I mean it was. That was a loud. That was, that was a loud atmosphere, and that's a credit to the to all the great Cowboy fans there. But you know, the Cardinal fans kind of you know they, they stepped up too. So uh, I think it made for you know a great atmosphere to compete in. So it's 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 always little things usually when it comes down to those type of mistakes. That is Mike McCarthy yeah. yesterday in his post game. Outside of the trust issues, also just shows Cowboy fan not very knowledgeable. <laughs> you know, what I mean, like hey. How about you be quiet when your team has the ball? That's that's, that's football one on one, cowboy fan. Y'all don't know that, but y'all want me to take y'all seriously when you're talking about me on YouTube. Y'all don't even know to be quiet when your team has the ball. All right, they were. That's the problem. That's a cheap shot. I haven't taken took a cheap shot at him in two days. Fan too. They just had a different jersey. But no, no. In all seriousness, like yo, that's by design. Again, he 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 has the out Rob of the offensive line. That gives that is a solid excuse as to why you're not doing more seven step drops. But when you look at everything that he said going back to March, you look at Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones signing Trey Lance in the dark of the night without contacting anybody, and then you talk about you know I'm not, I just wasn't aggressive enough, probably overreaction. When you don't trust somebody, you tend to overreact to everything. And there was a definite overreaction, right? And the the problem with with this is. It wasn't like the offense was stumbling. They just weren't scoring. It's just between the 20s. Between the 20s, they're the Dolphins. Between the 20s. Between the 20s, they're they're as good as anybody. But then when those windows tighten up and you got Dak two for nine in the red zone. See, that's just unforgivable. That's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, when people tell me, oh, well, it's the defense, Rudy, the defense, the defense, the defense. Two for nine in the red zone? That's 20 plays? Come on, dog. Like, pick up your guys. Now, should we be worried at all? And this is just from, I don't have true game film. You know what I mean? I can right. only watch the defense according to what they give me. It looked like our guys were covered all night. It looked like they were blanketed, that there they, wasn't a did. lot of. It did. Now, that's a problem unto itself. We're talking about C.D. Lamb and Brandon Cooks and. We're talking about respectable Gallup, you know, he's a sideline guy. But all these guys are supposed to be able to get open given time, and there was time, and they didn't get open. Fair. Well, what do you do about that? Tip your cap to Arizona. Or is that— How about we just tip our cap to Arizona? And I think there's some of that. We need to. 
But they played three. They, Arizona has a case because they could legit be three and zero. Legit be three. That damn sure should be two and one. I want to say they were up twenty on the Giants. We so, did. We uh, we all underestimated Arizona, including the Cowboys. We supposed to. We're supposed to. That's what our job. The Cowboys and Mike McCarthy should never underestimate any opponent, even if it's just the Chicago Bears, who they don't play this year. They put up 50 on Chicago last year. I was there, sixth row. <laughs> I was there to witness a 50-burger. Anywho. We watched a defense that played above their heads. I guess that's the who, way. Arizona? Yeah. I mean, felt they, disrespected. They, 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 I think they felt disrespected, and I, and I, I think when McCarthy – Brought up the fact that it, you know his the cowboy fans. I think that played into the narrative that Arizona was not going to. They felt disrespected and played that way. Mm. But what bothered me was the Cowboys never found a way to get over the adrenaline that the Cardinals brought early, and they didn't just go over play, go play them and beat them. Micah Parsons in his Micah on the edge talked about, you know, we weren't ready. We weren't ready. That, that's now that that's coaching. That's coaching. You should never not be ready. But McCarthy, t- props to McCarthy for taking the blame on that, though. And McCarthy brought it up as well. We weren't ready. Well, th- it's just as simple as this, and it's really my own challenge. Ultimately, I'm in charge of training the team and 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 making sure everybody gets the reps, gets the information, you know the film, all the things that lead up to preparing for the game. Well, you know, we had three guys starting that didn't didn't take a lot of reps last week. So, um, I, you know, I'm, re- I'm ultimately responsible for that. So we need to be better. And everybody involved in that needs to be better. Because that, that, that's, you know, you can't operate like that. Glass half full, though, Rob. When I look back at the 2022 schedule, last year, every time they lost a game, they won the next week. Mm-hmm. They never lost two games in a row. Just going back to last season, I didn't go look at 21 and 20, 2020. I didn't look at it at all because that's what Jerry Dak broke his leg. But last year, every time after they lost a game, they bounced back and kicked ass. So I fully expect the same thing this week if I'm looking at a glass half full. And again, after a quarter of the season, damn near a quarter, I know it's 17 games. If I, any NFL team out there, if you were three and one after four games, you should be happy. And you should feel good about yourself, especially when we talk about September football. You can't hit, no pads, this, that, no, everybody's not playing preseason. Three and one, I'm happy with that. So for us, we're going to still be talking about it. Them up there to star, they're not, they've watched the film. Well, it's Tuesday, they're off. But tomorrow, by the time they get in tomorrow, it's about the Patriots. They're not worried. You can't, I mean, you got one day, you know, the Rob Thompson rule. You get one day to lick your wounds, and then you get back to work. By, the, by tomorrow, they've forgotten about Arizona, and they're focusing on the Patriots. I fully expect them to go and win this game at home. Uh, Clarence Hill Jr. is going to join us in just a couple of minutes as we uh, – uh, not a couple of minutes, the next hour as yeah. we uh, talk Dallas Cowboys. His thoughts, you want to make sure you're following everything that he has to say. He'll get here after a little bit after 9 o'clock. We're going to look around the rest of the NFL. Uh, the Chargers lose a significant win, a weapon and a very oh. good win. Dude, you know how forty Justin Herbert was forty of forty seven. It was a good win. That was good everything Lord. that Kellen Moore is good at. That's was, was exhibited. That was a Kellen Moore thing. That was a Kellen Moore game. Forty seven passes. <laughs> yeah, that has Kellen Moore written all over it. 
Micah continues to be the gift that keeps on giving. That'll be all through the 9 o'clock hour. Last night, uh, keep in mind uh, that we are the very first NBA preseason game is Thursday, October the 5th. What? Yes. Really? Thursday, October the 5th. That's next week. Yes. The NBA season is here. It feels like they just kind of, when they unveil the car and they just pull the, the, the sheet off, and there it is. We are here. The media day is Monday. And as this thing start to heat up, Dame Lillard, the, the, the last question asked before we turned off the lights from last season is, where is Dame going to go? It was going to be Miami. It was going to be whatever. Uh, doesn't look like Miami that ever panned out. Late word coming from uh, a variety of sources that Dame could be headed toward Toronto. And the fact, again, I, I've been hot and cold with this whole Dame situation. But right now, considering that all things have fallen apart, clearly. Clearly there isn't a deal out there that Portland likes. So then in my, from where I'm sitting, from my vantage point, then I feel like the Spurs are back in this hunt because they have so many picks. Like at this point, Toronto, excuse me, Portland isn't going to find the player in return that they want. That's clear because, again, we've they've been in contact with six teams. Okay, so then what's next? Ask Brooklyn and Phoenix. A plethora of picks. Ask Oklahoma City and the Clippers with Paul George. Plethora of picks. And go on and on down the line. This is a quote from NBA Central. First of all, well, Dan would have been really cool playing alongside of Victor Wimbanyana if Portland had got the number one pick. All right, so you have that. Number two, the Spurs have the picks. Number three, the Spurs have a player or two that can come in and help right now. I don't know. I'm I, Again, I, I don't want to call out any names because, you know, we've got to see these guys on Monday. But really, other than Victor, no one should be safe. Are we far? Are we too far down the tracks to change? What track are we down? I'm just saying, I mean, we, we've tanked for we years. We started the train. Well, I feel like there's a plan in place I'm that... They, that plank should include Victor Wimbanyana playing next to Dame Lillard. With all those, I mean, what are we doing? At the cost. Throw your hat in the ring at least. At the very minimum, throw your hat in the ring. Like, why not? Toronto's throwing what? They're throwing out Siakam. I don't know. Well, you got to okay. So who do they got? I mean, they've got Siakam, <laughs> well, Scotty Barnes, Barnes is off. Barnes is off limits. Um, who is former NBA Rookie of the Year? If you forgot, right? OG Ananobi, who's been around forever. Grady Dick, who had a pretty good rookie year. They do have some stuff. Mm. I can't imagine, but they don't have the picks we have. Spurs have first round picks until twenty seventy three. And a couple of young players that could come in and help right now. Along with Toronto, Miami, obviously. Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, and Chicago have all shown some interest. Now, Milwaukee's the one that really considering, you know, Giannis has been threatening them. The fact that Milwaukee is not on top of a roof screaming and offering everything that they have. Now, I did see... Shannon Sharp say Giannis is screaming about players, but yet his brothers are taking up two spots. <laughs> I was like, I was like, touche, Shannon. I don't agree with a lot Shannon Sharp says, but he was on point with that. Because as the Harden thing begins to heat, uh, as the uh, Dame thing starts to heat up, we're going to start hearing more about Harden because Harden ain't going to be where he is. I can't imagine that. I, I, you know what? It's it's so quiet on the Harden front. I forgot that he wants out. 
So things are getting weird. Usury uh, has dealt with San Antonio in the past. If you're looking, it doesn't mean or it are you could doing be three maybe. team. Are you doing three when team? When we're talking about the value of a Dame Lillard, I mean, we knew even when they were talking about Miami that it was going to probably going to take another team to deal with the salary cap right. implications. So if it does come to that, maybe the previous relationship that I would say has been mutually beneficial. I would say Toronto and San Antonio both pulled as much as they could out of the deal. Toronto getting a ring. Right. That it could, in fact, be something to consider over the next nine to ten days. Pick and roll, Lillard up top with Wimby, Wimby rolling or, or, or flashing out to the three, Lillard. Oh man, it's too easy. Anyway, uh, your thoughts are always appreciated on that and everything else. Coming back, let's talk to Clarence Hill Jr. Uh, we're talking Cowboys, and we do it great right here. You're on San Antonio Sports Star ninety four one and SASportsStar dot com. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition. It's 7 o'clock. You know what time it is. It's time for Fort Star Telegram's very best Clarence Hill Jr. joining us for his regular appearance. Morning, Clarence. How's your morning? What's up, guys? How are you guys doing this morning? It's we Tuesday do. morning. We're doing lovely, man. You back, you back in Dallas, back in Fort Worth? Yes, I am back home, man. It's always a... Adventure on the Monday after you know late afternoon games, road games. We always have those six a.m. flights. You get no sleep. It's workout day, so you know it's it is what it is, man. But I've been doing it since '97, so doing it since '97. It seems like every flight back from Phoenix involves writing about a ridiculous loss, and you'd get to do it again. Uh, they shot themselves in the foot. Uh, is there anything to take away from the game other than they can't stop the run and and uh, it was just a bad game all the way around? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been thinking about this, and, and I've, been, I've got several different points. Yes, yeah, you know, it's fun because I grew up, you know, 70s, 80s, and knowing the Cowboys to own the Cardinals, way back to St. Louis, you know. And, <laughs> right. And they, they, they never had trouble with the Cardinals. They used to put, you know, treat them like Iowa State. Oh, you used to do Iowa State back in the day. And, and now it seemed like the Cardinals own the Cowboys, which is kind of mind-boggling. It's like crazy. Cardinals franchise has won anything, but they've owned the Cowboys of late. They've won winning seven of eight. But but look at this Cowboys team. Number one, I I think they got too big for their britches after the first two games. And, and that's one thing that this this organization has done. They don't handle prosperity well. They think they've done something when they, when they haven't done something. And that starts with Michael Parsons. I mean, let's 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 you know he's been openly talking about. Uh, and the defense has been openly talking about being the best, you know, ever and being comparing themselves to the Ravens and all the other stuff. You don't lay uh, – championship defenses don't lay an egg like that on the road. Mm. I mean, you look at watching the, the Eagles game last night and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense has not been great, but their defense travels. Right. And their defense shows up every week. If you're going to be a great defense in the championship-level defense, you have to travel. There, there's no excuse for – Giving up 182 yards, you know, in in the first half, 222 yards rushing to a team that's one dimensional that really didn't want to pass. That only passes out of you know, you know, because they set you with the run, but all they want to do is run the ball, and you couldn't do that. And that that's to me that's a problem, you know. And and, and that was certainly the biggest problem uh, Sunday. And 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 then the Cowboys have this persecution pro uh, complex, you know. You know, and, you know, I like Dak, and I talked about last week about Dak biting back. But him, you know, when I asked him about, 
the Cowboys are needing a wake-up call. And he was like, you know, this is what the media wanted. That's you guys. And this is what y'all wanted. So the media's happy. <laughs> the media, that's, that's, that's BS. You know, and then, I heard that. I saw that. All, I saw and, that. And, clear. and then all the players complained about the referees and the, the officials' calls. And I mean, you're the Cowboys. You know, you, you know, as Bill Parcells said, you're playing in the big room. Yes, the target is on your back. Yes, you know, p- people are not always going to root for you. You know, you you know, people love you, people hate you, but you have to own it and accept it and just win. You're not the first Cowboys team that's been loved and, and hated. You know, across the universe, it goes back. It, it that predates you. You know, that goes back to the Roger Staubach Cowboys. Goes back to the Troy Aikman Cowboys. They won, and this Cowboys team has to stop with the officials are against us. Yes, there were some calls that went against them, but they were their own issues on Sunday. It wasn't officials. The officials are not the reason why you struggled in the red zone. The officials are not the reason why you gave two, uh, two and twenty-two yards rush. Not the reason why you were offside. So. Countless Ugh. many times on defense, all the pre-snap penalties. You have to own it, accept the you know that you you you, you get paid. You're on TV because you're Cowboys. It's gonna be the scrutiny because you're Cowboys, but you have to own that and win. And that you know they have to learn how to win as Cowboys. All right, you know what? Uh, we're not, we're not doing this today, Clarence. We're not gonna do this, man. We're not gonna do this. No, what, what, look, what, this what, is what, what we're what not gonna. Look, no, I'm gonna look. First of all, you knew, I knew, Rob knew. It the the way the game is set up, it's almost impossible to be a historical defense. So we never bought into that narrative. With that said, we all know that there's going to be weeks that the defense struggles, and in their first opportunity, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and Brian, and, and Shoddy failed at their opportunity to pick up the defense who's been carrying oh. them. They oh, failed. Blame the offense they, for that no, I'm not blaming them. I'm not blaming them. What yeah, I'm saying is the defense was bad, Clarence, but okay, then the $200 million man and the play caller should be able to pick the defense up. We got to okay. stop We got to stop holding All Dex right. hand across the street now. He should have been now, able to pick it up and do something in the red zone, Clarence. Ooh, let, me, let me take the gloves off right quick. First of all... <laughs> Let me get some popcorn. Hold on. What's all I'm saying? It was the defense, but hey, the offense is okay. supposed to pick them up. Okay, listen, I, I think I've, we, we've talked about this. And you say, I think the 49ers and, and the Eagles have great defenses. And, and they allow their offenses to, you know, manage the game. You know, that, that's been their form of success. I mean, you know, I mean, the 49ers was an NFC Championship game two years ago with Jimmy Garoppolo. You saw him the other night. Jimmy Garoppolo's awful. <laughs> you know, okay. He, okay, he has six interceptions so far this season where a different team does have a great defense. You know, so we understand the formula. Especially in the NFC this year, you, you win with, with, with great defenses. Uh, now, to your point, um, do you do you give any credence to the fact that three starting offensive line were out? I, I thought I thought Dax still had a good time. And, I mean, Tony Pollard had 122 rushing yards. I thought okay, the offensive you're, line you're, was serviceable. I know, but you're you're looking at stats. I'm just asking, do you do you understand what yes. they had to do to to, to manage those? To, to get what they got with Go three offensive linemen out, and certainly they had to change their game plan the night before the game. Right. I mean, so that that that's a that that's a huge deal. Uh, I, I would say that I, I'll put more blame on Mike McCarthy in the sense that if those dudes been hurt all week, why did you expect them to play? Why didn't you get these guys ready to play? We talked to them yesterday. They said they didn't, they the the offensive line certainly did a good job when called upon. You know, on one day's notice, basically find out they're going to start. I don't know why they didn't prepare them and, and get them ready all week. 
uh, especially the center and the right guard, because because uh, Tyrus, I mean, uh, Zach Martin and Tyler Biotta did not practice all week. Now, Tyrus Smith suffered a knee injury on Saturday, which is crazy, which is, is this is going to be a venture all year, where Tyrus Smith suffered a knee injury on Saturday day before the game. But I, I think there's something to that, that, that played a role. In, That's and fair. You say he had 100 yards, but, you know, they still took plays out the play, but he still called a different game because he was worried about pass protection. He's worried about the offensive line, which is one reason why, yes, he had 100 yards, but the, the, the play calling in the goal line was questionable, especially late in the game, was he was running too much and not throwing the ball. He admitted yesterday he should have thrown the ball a bit more aggressive, but they were worried about the offensive line, worried about protection. I think that, that certainly played a role in, in their not getting it done. Uh, you know, especially in the red zone, that goes back for two weeks. I mean, it wasn't just last week because even the week before when they were facing the Jets, there were two or six in the red zone touchdown opportunities. And yesterday and Sunday, they were one or five. Uh, certainly you want Dak and, 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 and McCarthy to overcome that. But, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, you, you, you can't overlook 222 yards rushing. I mean, even when the offense tried to get back in the game, it was the defense who gave it up again. I mean, they, they make the score 15 to 10 after the offensive start, and the, and the defense allows it, uh, Philadelphia to score twice before the half. They scored every time they touched the ball in the first half. Second half, they cut the score to five again, and they give up a 69-yard play. Yeah. 69-yard pass. You you, you can't, un, you know, the the defense has to sh- shut it down. I mean, that, that's you you finally get momentum. You're trailing the whole game. You finally get some momentum to get back in the game, and, and you give up a 69-yard pass to dude that's wide open? Yeah, that was bad. Now, uh, you know, is there a fix? Now, my, my worry here is, I, you know, the, the backside of the defense, I think, will take care of itself. I think there's enough talent there that will, you know, do what needs to be done to get where the Cowboys plan on going. But the, the run defense, is there a fix coming? I mean, can you see a way to scheme your way out of this? Well, well, two things. You know, Cowboys are not going to face that type of mobile quarterback. Now, Eagles, yes, and it, you know they certainly won't face that this week with Mac Jones. And I don't think the the the, the Zeke and the uh, Patriots have the the speed in the backfield to take it to the house. You know, unlike you know what, what the Cardinals did. But yeah, it's going to be a problem. People are going to copy what, what the Cardinals uh-huh. did. You know, in in the run game and. and and, and, and certainly try to use that. You know, we they talk all season that teams don't want to face their pass rush. So they're going to run on them. Well, they they're going to run on them. You know, and you know that. You know that coming in, and you still didn't stop the run. You still, you know, didn't take care of business. And let's be honest, you drafted Mozzie Smith mm. to help stop this. Okay, mm. you, you wait. You used a first round pick. You didn't take a tight end, which you could use because let's be honest, you don't have a special tight end. Those those guys are just guys. Yeah. Thank that. you, Clarence. Thank they're, they're you. We have guys, agreement. Right? Thank you. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just guys, okay? And and seriously, they're just guys. They are. You know, you don't you don't you don't you don't you don't take a guard which could which could help your offensive line problem because they were looking at a guard and possibly keeping Tyron Tyler Smith the left left tackle and, and moving on from Tyler, I mean Tyron Smith. They don't take a guard, but they, they take a nose tackle in the first round. To shore up their run defense, and and because because he's strong as ox and special and all this other stuff, he doesn't even start. No, 
uh, and, and doesn't appear to be getting any closer to starting either. Another yeah, thing, no, Clint, no. you're not backing off of this sledgehammer. You're not backing off of this. And you need, and again, you're, if I'm following you on Twitter. You're not saying that they should have brought Zeke back. But you are not getting off of this. You've been tweeting about it for two, three weeks in a row that they don't have that short yardage back slash. And then you, I think we can put the tight end in there as well because well, and, it's been Dak safety blanket. It's been his death and, and the post-up receiver like a Keenan Allen and, or something and we, like I've that. I've been saying that for two weeks. I mean, you know, and, 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 you know, and I had an argument with the offense coordinator yesterday. And, and then we, we went walk off and he finally agreed with me. You know, I made him agree with me, but he agreed with me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously. Uh, they don't have a they don't have a hammer. They don't have a yes. The, you know Tony Pollard had great numbers. You know between the twenties and they had great numbers between the twenties. But near the goal line when things are tougher, they don't have a hammer in the backfield. And and it's, you can say whatever you want about Zeke in his yards per carry. He scored ten rushing touchdowns or twelve rushing touchdowns last year. Amen. He still has a nose for the end zone. They don't have that big. It was funny because Mike McCarthy was making a you know talking about Zeke yesterday. I don't know if you saw my tweet. But he said the first thing he remembered about Zeke when he is a rookie, uh, with the, when, when he was still coaching the Green Bay, was Zeke ran down the sideline and said, that boy has a big head. You know, he said, boy. He said, he has a big head. <laughs> yeah, he didn't head. say boy. I know. <laughs> he, he didn't say boy. He said, he has a big head. My God, he has a big head. And then he said, I didn't know he was so big and so thick. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, coach. I, I, I'm doing the walk off and say, coach, you know you're finna go viral, right? <laughs> I saw this. You said Zeke was big and thick. Okay, you know he's gonna go. You going viral? He look good in the shower, doesn't he? <laughs> oh lord! Get away from me, Clarence. <laughs> not me, okay? That's me. funny. But uh, but anyway, getting now, back Clarence, to the how though. much of this depends on? I mean, let's be real. You don't have to be that good when you're running behind Zach Martin. Well, yes, you don't, but you still need to be running behind Zach Martin. But, but again, my, my, I guess my other point is this, is that right now in the red zone, everything is about scheme. It has to be the right fit. It has to be blocked right. Dak has to come off his back foot. You, you, know, you know, they threw two passes in the end zone to a 5'8", Brandon Cooks in the middle of the end zone. <laughs> you mean, know so what? It's not funny, that, but it's funny. Yeah, because, you know, Mike McCarthy was like, you know, he's, you know, he, you know I'm like, Brandon Cooks can't jump either. You know, you know, he said, Clarence, you know, he was trying to say that you couldn't get up like that. I said, he can't either. You're throwing to a short guy in the middle of the end zone. Everything has to be perfect. You know, you have to plant and put it off your back foot and throw the ball so he gets by the linebacker. You know, that's the other issue. And I talk about they don't have a Des Bryant. You saw that. They don't have a Mike Williams. They don't have that guy on the outside. Right. Neither one of the tight ends are like Guam. So everything has to be perfect. It has to be scheme right. Throw has to be perfect. You know, when you have a mismatch, it don't have to be perfect. You know, you can you they can use their size to post up on somebody or, or whatever else. They don't have that type of player. Love CD, route running, all that other stuff. He's not a post up receiver. He's not a jump ball receiver in the end zone. You know, and and, and Michael Gallup is, is has similar traits, but he's not Des Bryant. He's not you know a, a, a true mismatch right. like a Des Bryant or Mike or Mike Williams. And again, none of the tight ends you know even fit that category. So. Those are issues because everything has to be schemed right. It has to be blocked right. You have to have the right offensive lineman. When you don't have a hammer or you don't have a mismatch outside, everything has to be perfect. When not perfect, that's what you got the last two weeks. Clarence, I'll never, I will never say it to his face, but I am done with Tyron Smith. I can't count on him. 
I'm not going to be near him either. I, Clarence, I can't count on him. <laughs> only thing is Clarence, he couldn't catch you. He'd pull I, a hammy. I can't count on him. I can't count on him, Clarence. Like, at some point, he's going to let me down. Your best ability is availability, and I, I just never know with him. I got to be. Well, yeah, I, that's the question that, that, that I posed to the Cowboys all camp, and, and, and we, we, we certainly I posed to Jerry Jones. You know, you can't trust him to stay healthy. You, you can't. And, and, and why are you doing that? You know, again, that's points back to them choosing a, a, a defensive tackle, whether to guard and let Tyler, Tyler Smith just continue mm-hmm. to play left tackle, you know, in the draft because you can't trust that Ty, mm-hmm. Ty, Tyler Smith is going to stay healthy. Maybe, you know, he, they were so happy he got through training camp. But shoot, as soon as the season started, he, he, you know, he's been on injury report injuries and now he missed a game. And, you know, they don't know if he's going to be back or any of them going to be back this week. And, and, and this is something that bears watching every week, especially with Tyron Smith. There's always going to be something that's going to come up and that's going to, you know, prevent you from, from having your best guys out. To understand this, since the Cowboys drafted Tyler Smith in 2022 to be their left guard, they have not had their starting lineup out on the field, on the offensive line, in any game. Mm. You know, because Tyler missed the first Tyron missed the first 13 games last year. He comes back and, and Terrence – is you know is on the injury reserve with a, with a torn ACL this year. Tyler Smith misses the first two games of the season. He comes back, and you don't have Taron, you don't have Tyron uh, Smith, Zach Martin, and Tyler Biotis. So they have not had their first team offensive line. Really, won't have been one practice. You know, this fall uh, <laughs> seems like two years. To be yeah, honest, it seems like two years. He is Clarence Hill Jr. Follow him Appreciate on Twitter. You, Make sure you're reading his stuff. He's the best in the business. Clarence Hill Jr. right here on San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, man, have a good week. We'll talk to you next. Thank you, guys, man. Always a pleasure, Clarence Hill Jr. Make sure you're reading his stuff right there at the Fort Worth Star Telegram. He's been, he's been around and seen it all twice. Uh, he he likes holding Dak's hand. He's a Dak he's a Dak guy. Uh, yeah, he is. He's a I, I, I never thought that he would have been. Me either. Uh, even fair, but definitely a Dak guy. Uh, that's the best way to put it. Coming back, we're going to continue looking around the NFL. The gumbo is warm. It's getting hot. If you don't have a Travis Kelsey jersey, put it on eBay. You might make a little bit of money. They might want to bedazzle <laughs> it. We're going to talk about the bounce that the uh, Swifties offered. Monday night full football and all of its presence in the Dallas Cowboys. NFL talk coming next. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at noon. I love San Antonio, man. I love it. On 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's R&R. Here on the Star, I want to thank Clarence Hill for stopping by on our Buyer's Barricade guest lines. That was his regular Tuesday. We'll see him again next week as uh, they're getting ready for the New England Patriots to come to town. Bring Welcome Zeke back, Elliott. Zeke. You get the feeling he's going to eat. I mean, Belichick got some petty in him. Well, not just petty. I mean, the Cowboys. But he's not their best running back. No, not even close. So He has a few more carries than I thought he had. But the but problem Andre is, is the guy. You just hope it's not, well, whoever it is, you just hope it's not over 200 yards. <laughs> um, If I'm the Salvation Army, I put some barrels out there. He might get him a touchdown. <laughs> I, if I'm Belichick, that's that's my only endeavor. To try to get it done, a couple of things that uh, we we heard from 
Clarence, that really ring true. And I think if we're looking at long-term concerns, I think some of this stuff you can just throw out with, uh, as he put it, Cowboys too big for their britches, just weren't ready to play. But there is an ongoing concern about the stability, not maybe not the quality, but the stability of the offensive line. And Mike McCarthy's concern, if it lingers, about this line and the combination with a quarterback that he doesn't quite frankly trust, and that does take away from some of the aggressive play calling. He said that. Yeah, he did. But more importantly, the defense's ability to stop the run. We can talk about everything else, and there's attitude and preparation and all that. I don't care what your attitude is. I don't care about what your preparation is. We've got three straight games of teams just running it down their throat when they have to. And, and you know, the that's one point that Clarence brought up. Like, you draft Mozzie, number one. You don't take offensive line depth. You don't get a tight end, which we've come to find out the tight end room is an issue. And right now, Mozzie isn't even starting. Now, again, now you we can debate, well, you know, maybe the Colts shouldn't start Anthony Richardson. Maybe the Carpathers shouldn't start Bryce Young, et cetera. But when you talk about taking a defensive tackle that early, you expect, especially considering his eye-opening, how bad the defensive line was as far as just specifically stopping the run, and he can't get on the field. Yeah, that that, you know. Maybe it's taking a little bit longer than they thought, but you expected them to start him, and he's not even starting right now. It's still the same guy, Hankins and Armstrong, the same guys from last year that really weren't that good against the run, so we shouldn't be shocked when it's pretty much the same defensive line last year that gave up 200-plus yards rushing to multiple teams. Hey, coming back, let's hear from an angry coach. He's not angry, but he's angry. Let's he's, uh, he, he's frustrated. <laughs> Let's look forward to a busy week of football that starts Thursday night as we are going to be live out of Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. There's going to be a Golden Tee tournament happening, but there will be Thursday night football as well. It's time to start looking forward. We'll talk about the games coming, what the Cowboys got to do to beat the New England Patriots, and a whole lot more. This is R&R, &R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. Welcome back to R&R. &R. Welcome to the party. Either way, we're glad you're here. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Make sure you are doing your appropriate jobs as a fan. That would be to follow us on all the socials. He's at Rudy J underscore star. I'm at Rob Thompson ESPN. Make sure you're uh, logged in, liking us, and all that on our YouTube feeds. Make sure everybody knows where you are. We know where we can find you. Uh, we're looking around the NFL, the gumbo. Some news coming out of the front office. Uh, late word from the NFL owners finance committee. They're going to suggest upping the allowed debt limit or carry debt for new NFL owners to go from $1.1 billion to $1.6 billion. What does that mean to you and me? It allows these guys that want to buy into these NFL franchises a little bit more acts. They can carry more debt, which allows some of those middling players 
and people, the middling billionaires, you know, the small billionaires, not the big billionaires, but the small billionaires, just right. the kind of billionaires, a little bit more access to the NFL, which in the, on the heels of all the discussion about minority ownership, it allows the very wealthy, but not the uber wealthy, some a little bit more access to buy into the NFL franchises. That's good for all the owners. That means there's more demand. The values go up. But there is one little part of this that we need to be aware of. As the NFL franchises continue to gain value, as they are now, a professional franchise is the best investment anywhere. Sure. If you can get in, it's a license to print money, and it's only going up. And you got a 15% return no matter what you do, except for a global pandemic. Other than that, you're going to make a whole bunch of money. That means as the value of the Dallas Cowboys, that now sits at, what do you figure, $9 billion? If if he put him up for sale right now, he'd go for fifteen. Fifteen billion dollars. There ain't but five That's my people. Guess. There ain't but five people in the world, literally right now, right. that can get into it unless we start opening them up to these hedge funds. These now see the thing equity of, firms, right? And yeah. these private equity firms are a way for let's just say it the Saudis to get in the door. So there's only there's, as the value of these franchises continue to go up. There's only so many groups out well, there that can literally afford to buy. Now, only problem is like the cheapest you can get a team is probably five. That's and that's on the low end. So yeah, you could carry one six in debt, but that still means you're gonna need three four liquid. Oh yeah, you, can, but, <laughs> you still need three billion liquid. So that's what I'm so, talking about. We're talking about the small billionaires, not right. the big billionaires. Right, you still need three point four billion liquid. But I get you. I mean, what the 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 commanders just sold for six? Uh, yeah. Okay, so. and that would mean you'd come in with four, six, five billion of guaranteed hard cash, whatever that might be, and then you can start carrying a little bit more debt. Right, gives you just a little bit more leeway. Also, just kind of on the back end of news, if you're paying attention, uh, ESPN looks like the National looks like they're going to go through another round of layoffs. It appears, at least they're talking about getting rid of those beautiful studios down there on the Seaport well, Studios down there in 2025. I, I blame Stephen A. Shannon and Pat McAfee. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know, you give Stephen A. whatever you're giving him, 9, 10. I don't know what Shannon got. You gave McAfee 84, 85 million. Yeah, you got to lay some people off when you bring in those type of heavy hitters. We're all just going to be doing it from our house. Yeah, we just, hey, I mean, why not? But that's a beautiful studio to close down. Man, oh, man, it is their flagship. But Disney owns them now. That's true. Disney got to pay for some new cartoons. Hey, make sure you're joining. Uh, the writer strike is over. So. Yeah, that's some, that, that. That matters because for those of us that enjoyed the doubleheader Monday night, two games at a time, that was brought on because, quite frankly, ABC was trying to fill some some space with shows instead of things that are written and produced by the writers that were on strike. Right. Now that they're back, that those double Monday night games are going to go away. Got you. Makes sense. Yeah. Because now you, now you can fill that three-hour programming gap that you had. I like I liked it. Last night was fun. I like. I mean, the it. last couple of nights, I, I my problem is because now I, if one stinks, you can watch the other. But I I'm always on the wrong channel. If I turn away, one of the teams is going to score. I literally didn't see one good thing happen in the in either game. Well, in well in the Philly game because I kept turning away from the Philly game to see absolutely nothing happening in the Bengal Ram game. And as I'm gone, DeAndre Swift rips off another eight. And, you know, I just didn't see a lot, which. I mean, that's an RPP. Yeah, RPP. And there was a couple of big plays in that Philly-Tampa game, but for the most part, it was it was okay. I'll tell you, my takeaway from Philly is while you yawn while you watch them, and yes, they have some problems, that is a boring, 
really good football team. And uh, this uh, that Jalen Carter. I, I don't want to say his last name yet. Mr. Carter. The best. He's the best Jalen on the Philadelphia. No, that's going no. too far. But uh, that team is. No, I just saw Chris Canty say the same thing. Going to be a juggernaut, man. Juggernaut? Uh, they are playing well. They're not playing well, and they just keep lining up in that big old heavy formation and running out 20 play drives. I mean, just bang all the way down the field. And that, that super heavy quarterback sneak thing where everybody kind of gathers together and they I just. I thought they were going to outlaw that They play. tried, but you can't figure out where the ball is. They've converted first downs on 28 of 31 of those. It works. But it does seem like kind of a, a James Harden kind of, we're just going to force the ref to make a decision where he puts his foot down. Because you can't see the ball. It's just a mass of nah. humanity. Yeah, that's why when they go to the replay, like, oh, well, let's see. And like, what can you what, see? What exactly are you seeing that I'm not until we, until we do something to actually chip the ball so you can see exactly right. where it is on the field? Philly is only the fourth team in the Super Bowl era to lose a Super Bowl and start the next season 3-0. and you know, normally they have that. Yeah, you know, normally they have that hangover. Only the fourteen. Wow! If you'd have told me that about the winner, I'd have been more surprised or less surprised. Right. But the loser normally either is collapsing or coming back at you. Lost you know what I mean? Many players. I mean, you know, yeah, they're pretty good. We'll see if we'll see if they can sustain it, and we'll see if they because if they can get better, that's scary. They're getting better, and their coach knows it, and they're being so low they got, key. They got Washington, then the Rams, then the Jets. The swift effects being felt around the NFL in a ridiculous manner. Right now, Travis Kelsey's jersey sales are up 400%, and they're all an extra small. Because of the Swifties? I'm kidding. But Taylor Swift is bigger than the NFL, and she's lifting the league. Oh, yeah, she's bigger than the NFL. She's worldwide. Lifting the league. Yeah, and... um. He's top five jersey sales right now, and he gained three hundred thousand social media followers. Three hundred thousand, like you got it from Sunday to today. That's crazy. A bunch of nine-year-old girls, huge Travis Kelsey fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm already official. He's pretty popular with the ladies. Did you see the video of what was supposedly a popcorn machine? Uh, yes, uh, I did see it, and I don't think Taylor. Taylor Swift is like, look, I know she she has to be whisked away sometimes <laughs> so you don't cause a melee, but she's also too big to hop out something smelling like a big old ba- a big old movie theater. Like, I don't think Taylor Swift's rolling around smelling like butter. I think that's a a, a positive, a benefit. No, it's not. That's awful. Can you imagine popcorn cologne? Popcorn gives me gas. So does Taylor Swift. We always leave the theater a little gassy. I mean, Taylor Swift does the same thing yeah. on on her own. Did anybody out there go see Pink? Your your family did. My, my wife's just did. Uh, I saw some video of her flying around up there. That was a must have been quite a show. Yeah. And your 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 we are a week well less than a week away from media day. A little bit over a week away from preseason basketball. But Spurs getting swanky. Getting getting uppity on me. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. The Spurs getting uppity on me. Email from uh, SSNE, Spurs Sports and Entertainment, and they announced uh, the the signing of the chef, uh, the the guy that opened uh, Cured. He's got land race down on the river. He's got a restaurant or two up in uh, up in Austin. Well regarded uh, chef. Uh, It was announced that he and his wife are taking over the 
what's called the uh, Spurs Club. And I didn't know what the Spurs Club is. Well, the Spurs Club will be a private social club and dining experience located within the Victory Capital Performance Center and will be the first of its kind in the NBA. The club will feature an array of amenities, including multiple bars, fine dining, lounge, personal workspace with a private elevator, and access to the exclusive views of the Spurs practice. Membership applications are open right now. And interest applicants can uh, find more information well, by going much? to Spurs. Well, point? I went to SpursClub.com, and I think it's to the point where if you have to ask, you probably can't afford it. Do I really Do I really want to pay that kind of price to watch a team practice that's going to win 30 games? Well, not if they have Dame Lillard. Uh, now, now that's a different now 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 that's a different story. Then I yeah I want to pay to practice to see Dame Lillard practice, but I mean. This is this is totally one of those things where you're going after the people that would want to be in this so they can say they're in it because yes. I don't know I don't get it. Well, I don't get it. I, I don't, I don't know, it. man. You talk about on growing the your man. Well, they, the, the the chef his name is McHugh. Shout out to McHugh. I've been um, I, I th- my brother-in-law's been to Cured. I've never been. That's with the weird meats and stuff, yeah, right? The the charcuterie board. Steph's uh Steve McHugh. Uh, he announced, uh, th- first of all, they've gotten all kinds of awards for his other restaurants. Uh, a game day burger will be American farm-raised meats uh, sourced locally and regionally. Uh, there will be a per- This is for the burger. It'll be a perfect blend of Wagyu beef, a little bit of bison, a little bit of wild boar, and some venison. That will be pressed between two buttery brioche buns and topped with Emmentaler Swiss cheese, lettuce, tomato, pickles, and caramelized onions. I hate caramelized onions. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of all that. I do. I love Emmentaler Swiss cheese, though. I don't know what that is. I know I like Gouda. Gouda. I bet. I bet a, a restaurant of that ilk would have that. If you had the wherewithal, if you had the means, would you be a Spurs Club member? Now it's not at the arena. Keep in mind, it's not down at is the beautiful the Frost Bank Center. It's at the Rock. It's up um, at the Rock. Yeah, I would be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd do it. I'd do it if I had the bread. Now, you, uh, there's a dress code. Yeah, so explain no base, to me. So no I gotta, baseball caps, jerseys, or athletic shorts on game day? Only on game day. Only on game day. I'm So there's a dress code to go watch practice. Get to go see practice. You know there's curtains on that window. I know. On the so, outside of that window. Not on the inside, I'm on the outside. Saying, I'm just thinking, like, for what I'm probably going to be paying, now you got to tell me what I can wear, can't wear too. I got a sense that if you're if you're a member of the of the that club, you don't even have athletic gear. Probably not, and you probably already got season tickets down on them. You know, you're probably right. already kind of ensconced there. The pictures of Wimby becoming part of the San Antonio fabric have started floating around over the last four days. Him in clubs, him down on the south side, him hanging out on 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 uh, the South Town. He's got a cowboy hat, but he did South Town wrong. He's supposed to be on a bike. We don't want that. No, he didn't. He did it absolutely correctly. We don't want him on a bike. We don't want him if on a my, scooter. If my, if the future of my franchise, the guy that is supposed to get me back to the championship world, Rob, cannot ride a bike, we are doomed. Well, I didn't say he can't. <laughs> I just don't want him on a bike. Oh, got you. Uh, there's nothing good that come out of that. Nothing. Nothing good. That's fair, and I guess he's a Euro. They probably ride a little bike. A little right, bit more I mean, you're in Southtown, dude. Do it when, when in Rome. The reason we bring up this is we're a week away uh, 
less than a week away from training camp. The first NBA preseason game is October the 5th. The season is here. Last night, we get word that uh, Portland is starting to uh, realize, or maybe Dame is probably more appropriate. Dame Lillard is starting to realize that the comeback from Miami is not going to happen. There's just not coming. There's not enough for Portland to make this deal. So that I think he's acquiesced to Portland, like, all right, you can look elsewhere. And it seems that Masai Ujiri, the, the GM at the, with the Toronto Raptors, who has done this before with yes, Kawhi and got a ring, uh, looks like they're front and center to go get him. Until the Spurs throw their hat in the ring and offer up some of them 2,000 first-round draft picks that they have. And we have been mentioned, at least in passing, with some other teams that at least has the wherewithal to go get him. And, and sources close to Dame Lillard said that it, had they gotten Victor, had they got the number one overall pick, he wouldn't be asking for this trade. So, the, so when I read that, and I'm, and I'm Greg Popovich and I'm Brian Wright, I say, well, let's talk. Let, let, leave that there. Let's, so on, in 24, the Spurs. They have their pick. They have the Hornets. They have the Raptors. From the, they have the Lakers second and the Pelicans second. So there are three first-round packs, one of them lottery protected with the Hornets. But other than that, the top six protected from the the Spurs are in a situation to bring in three first-rounders next year. And they don't want three first-rounders right. next year. And then in 25, they have three. And they don't want three in 25. So what are, you, what are we talking My about? My point here was what are we I, talking about? I kind of feel y'all, like. Y'all, y'all want, you, you know, what you, you're talking about Keldon. You're talking about Vassell. You're talking about Shohan. But don't you want to see how this plays out? Don't you want to see how this... Uh, not if I can get Dame Lillard. So the build not bought no longer applies to San Antonio. That's not... Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we said that for 20 years. It's it's still built because it's going to be built around one seven three dude. We're oh. just building around him. And you brought up something else. Is Dame ready to mentor, to allow, to lessen his light, to become, to sacrifice, to win a title? Because we could argue that he had a chance with LaMarcus, and they had a young CJ, and they had a lot of young talent, but his ego got in the way. Well, the problem was— Well, LaMarcus's ego got in the way. There you go, LaMarcus. But he didn't acquiesce, though. LaMarcus wasn't that guy. Now, this is the thing, Rob. Is should we get Dame? Should we throw a head in the ring? Let's say that happened. Dame's the best player on the team for now. Yes. Wimby is improving. So, right now, it's it would be Dame's team. Mm-hmm. You know, so, I, hey, and you're not going to take everything from us. So you're going to have Damon. You're still going to have a couple of other Spurs around to build around. This is, this is to me, this just makes too much sense. It's a no-brainer to make that phone call. Then why? Six, six first-round picks over the next two years? But I and want one, one of them of is the Hornets? I want a couple of those. I'm not giving <laughs> them all up. No, 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 no. I'm not going to give you six. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not. He's not, you know, no, no. I'll I'm give not. you three of them, and two of them will be. Now, they're going to want that Hornets pick because yes. the Hornets are going to suck. So that Hornets pick, if I'm Portland, that's one that I'm not debating. That's one I'm not coming off of. I am not ready to make that deal. I'm not. Maybe this time next year. You know why? Because you put you 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 putting too many eggs in this basket. You put, You're right. You think that you think this is going to work out just fine. The I way know it I is. don't. No, I don't. But I was telling you earlier. This is my last time to jump on this merry-go-round. This is it. I'm not going to as a as a Spurs fan who has seen lightning strike three times now. I don't expect this to ever happen again. I want to see how this works out. I want to see the plan 
that was in place two years ago with Devin and Keldon and Sohan last year with the intent of bringing – I want to see how these ingredients come together. I'm not really ready to make a – a whopper of a deal that will genuinely affect not just the course of the Spurs, but the course of the NBA. I'm not ready to do that yet. Now, I want to see what happens this year. No. I get where you're coming from. No. because I give me Dame. He catapults us there, but we also take points off the back end. We lose How so? some longevity. We, we lose four years in the future. Now, we lose those four years six years from now. But we lose the future by moving what could be three, four picks in the next two years. We're mo- we're losing that. And I don't know if I'm ready to lose it yet. Give me Dame or give me death. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to land north of the border. But he should be in Milwaukee. That's who really needs to be screaming from the rooftop. The Spurs, whether they throw their hat in the ring or not, you know, again, like you said, we could let this play out and see what happens and go from there. And they got a bunch of picks where they can fix this if the guys they have currently – aren't panning out. Now, the Celtics had been mentioned. Milwaukee. Well, well the Celtics are going to be paying two guys here shortly, $120 million between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Who says they got to keep them both? Yeah, I know. But Phoenix is somehow making it work with three guys making over well, $40 million. I would million. beg to differ that they haven't made it work. They have paid no, a no, bunch no, no, of guys, no. yeah, but they haven't made it work. No, well, I mean, we don't know. They just got Bradley Bill. Maybe that Bradley Bill, Kevin Durant, and Booker. I, I, I mean, I like my chances. What do you guys think? Six five six three seven seven six. Reach out. Number the the text line. It lives forever. If if Dame was available today and you gave up three first rounders and maybe a few a promising young player, would you ready to pull the trigger or would you like to see him work it out just to see all these pieces come together? I'm all about failing fast. Don't get me wrong. If we find out this ain't working, let's make a move. But I don't know. I don't know yet, and I'm not even sure adding Dame gives me anything over the next three years. Does it really put me in a championship position in the next three years? Not if Denver don't fall off. That's what I'm afraid of. So why spend all this capital? But on the other side of it, it's freaking Dame Lillard. Now, some people feel like Dame's overrated. Uh, those people haven't watched him play. <laughs> They're uninformed and ignorant. I think it's a no-brainer. Especially depending on if I'm not having to give up but not much but picks, I, I I think it's a no-brainer at 32 years old. 32 is still fairly young in this league. And if Wimby is who we say he is, Katie barred the door, baby. We're we on our way back if, if Wimby really is that guy. And it won't be a matter of ticket sales. It won't be an issue. Oh, with that. no, no, no. I don't even think that's going to be. I think I think this year is going to be a great year ticket-wise for the Spurs. Oh, I yeah. mean, season tickets are already moving like hotcakes. They're not going to play in front of an empty seat oh, no. for the first four months of the season. Right. Now, if they start, you know, things happen. But for the first four months, it's going to be sellouts everywhere they go just because they're traveling with the next. What do you guys think? We certainly do want to hear from you. Reach out in all the different ways. Uh, quick reminder of what's going on this week. We do have a Golden Tea Tournament on Thursday night out at Slacker Sports and Arcade Bar. It will be your last opportunity to win your way into our golf tournament on fr- on Monday. If you haven't signed up for our golf tournament, the deadline is coming fast. We're playing on Monday. Go to sasportstar.com to get yourself completely signed up. Whether you're a single, you got your foursome, whatever it takes, we are at the bitter end to fill this thing up, and we cannot wait to see you out at Olympia Hills on Friday morning. We're going to kind of go there, and we're going to run over and see that big old, tall, brand-new spur. Hey, we'll see you tomorrow.